Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Tony Dunn, and not to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Panther fans, it's Tuesday night, and the team is 0-3. And I got to ask, are things worse than being winless? I sure hope they aren't, because that would make for a long show, and it would make for a long season. But despite that, I'm up. I'm here. I'm pumped. Somehow, I'm excited. Maybe a little angry to talk Carolina Panthers football with y'all. In fact, Cody Lack, I just rewatched the game a time and a half this afternoon, and I still showed up for the show. I didn't go throw myself off a building. In fact, I have stopped saying I'm going to kill myself because of what other people do. I'd rather kill them. Don't kill yourself. Kill them. And listen, man, we're going to have an opportunity to do so. We have an 0-3 Minnesota Vikings coming to town. The debate looms over Panther Nation. Who should be the starter this week, Bryce Young or Andy Dalton? I know who Greg thinks. We're going to find out who everyone else thinks tonight. Uh, We have Xavier Woods news. We have some injury updates. Man, Tony, we have a big-time show tonight like we always do. But as you know, there's nowhere I'd rather be on a Tuesday night than sitting here, hanging with my boys, talking Panther football with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. You know him and love him. It's our boy, Drew, Blind Panther Vlogs. Joey, what's up? Brandon R., the brand ambassador, D's ill skills. Drake May in the chat. Oh, probably not the real one. Supreme leader in the building, Panther Gal, Sideshow, the base senpai, Tim SS. Underground West and your bastard song, White Chocolate Express. So, Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. The Panthers have had a difficult start. They've been continuing to deal with injuries, and those injuries just can have mounted up from week to week to week. But beyond that, boy, this offensive line, I don't care if it's injured or not. The players that are playing are just straight bad. And that goes for number one draft pick, Icky Aquana, just work, work, work. Chandler Savala. Not number one draft pick. Well, uh, well, number first round draft. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, First round draft pick last year. Um, Just, you know, tough things. A lot of tough things despite a offense that put up more points than we've seen, despite an offense that was able to connect on some long plays and um, I guess have some exciting moments for somebody, for some few people. It was. It's still. I don't know if it can. How sustainable 
six, uh, anything can be at this point. But we got to figure out how the Carolina Panthers are going to grow from week to week. And we do that with you guys. We're here each and every Tuesday to night at 9 p.m. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe. Greg's in the house. Greg, um, Carolina Panthers, rough, rough start. But right now, I really feel like is uh, a lot of this is our fault, our, our fault as fans for believing uh, or expecting too much out of this team and that this team needs to grow from week to week. And I've that's where I've changed my goalpost to, Greg, is I want the team to improve from week to week. That's all I care about at this point. I expected everybody during the season to move the goalpost. Like, that was something I accounted for. I think that Carolina Panthers fans right now, I want you to know there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. Unfortunately, it's a train. Oh, so, so I mean, that's kind of what it he is. Was like, be like, optimistic for a no, second. Oh, damn. We are screwed for years. Should Bryce Young <laughs> oh. not work out? Screwed <laughs> for years. Should Bryce Young not work out? Now, there is nothing pointing to the fact that he's going to yet. I'm not saying he's a bust. There is nothing pointing to the fact that he's going to work out. But should Bryce Young not work out, we are totally screwed for years to come. Get ready for the next three, four years. Easy to be three, four win seasons. Easy. Well, thanks, Greg, for being Mr. Optimistic. I'm, I'm being Greg, real. the glass, glass half full Greg. That's what his name is from now on. Uh, CK, I think the scarier part for me is I don't even really care to talk about Bryce Young and forecast his future because we've only seen two games, and I think it's going to be a few years where we have a timeline to invest in him. I think the scariest part to me is that so many fans have completely lost confidence in the coaching staff in just two games. Three games. Three games, that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just scary to me is that it's like, oh, pff, fucking wrong choice. Well, the the problem is, is that it feels like the team is worse than they were before. And <laughs> when you when you hire somebody else, like you would expect progress to be made if you felt like that would that the answer what especially when you go and get your guy, right? You've got your 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 the thing is is we are bad in the places we thought we were good. Like the the parts that we thought were our strength are our biggest weaknesses. Our offensive line has become our biggest weakness, right? We thought that we really thought our linebacking core was our weakness and that's become our strength. And they're like, not even the players we thought would be playing. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, and and when you look in, in our safeties, they've been the, they've been strengths when it comes to what they've been able to do. Our cornerbacks have been an issue from health issues. Um, they've been liability. Um, those are things that I thought we, you know, I think many of us thought we had in the bag. That's injury issues, and and so it's hard to really put that entirely on the coaching staff. But there is some some you know blame to be placed there. Um, I think the hope is just that it doesn't feel like we've moved in the right direction, mm-hmm. right? We felt like this this team was was ready to roll. We felt like they've added the pieces that were missing, and it just it feels like we've taken a massive step backwards. We haven't started this badly with an zero and three record, and what they say thirteen years it's since twenty ten, I think, with Cam Newton. Thirteen. I mean, about four to that we got Cam Newton. Thirteen years. 
we haven't started this bad. I, it's 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 worthy of some 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 discussion as to whether that that lack of confidence and that uh, the 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 loss of hope is 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 warranted. I got to get off my ass and just make the Panthers traumatic stress syndrome shirt. I have some of it. I just don't know how to put that much on a T-shirt without it just looking right. like sentences. So I've been trying to work on that. Or actually, I haven't. I came up with the idea, put the letters up there. I was like, this just looks ridiculous. But that's really what we got is, is like it's we've been so muddled in failure for so long. Is like right. it's hard to get out of the funk of it's almost, I guess, like with your parents, if you come from a broken household to expect love yeah. and happiness in life. Um, clearly, Greg. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, zing. $1.99, you can support the C3 podcast by being a C3 super fan. You can smash the thumbs up button. Call in at 252-228-5098. Don't forget, uh, the show sponsored by Caldera Lab. CalderaLab.com slash C3. Twice a, uh, twice a day skin regiment just exclusively for men. Uh, great products, man. I got to tell you, as the products last real long, and they really are high-end, wonderful stuff. I, I got to tell you, I, I, I for someone who really cares very little about their, like, beyond just, like, showering, you know, and uh, I care more about my shoes than I do about uh, my 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 signature scent i guess uh i've been really impressed by this product twice a day skin regimen wash your face real easy um you get a great lotion afterwards you get a nighttime serum uh you get that so it's it's really helped with my wrinkles it's helped with my blackheads i actually have a mole that i cut shaving right here that's actually what that is so it's not even a skin thing calderalab.com slash c3 you get 20 percent off your order um and it helps the podcast, and you can look better than the Carolina Panthers do by using that product. So let's get into the show. Um, I don't know. I don't even know how. To, I mean, I do know how to start. Hey, look, can it be worse than just being winless? Are you? It's a, it's a tough question. Is that really? I was thinking about this. Is just how how bad is it? You know how bad how bleak right. is it? Um, and I don't want to – I've been in places. I've seen teams that have not performed well early or have had moments where they don't look good, and we freak out, and it was unwarranted. We talked about Jonathan Stewart, where we talked to Jonathan Stewart on this podcast once. He came on the show, and he continued to reference the 2014 season for the Carolina Panthers. It really meant a lot to him as an individual player. While we make fun of it as the Carolina Panthers – backing into the playoffs with a seven, eight and one record to him. That was a team where everybody stopped believing in them except for themselves and the coaches. Right. And I feel like this team right now is facing that already with an O and three start. And this might be, is this O and three start worse than being O and three? I'll yes. open that question to you guys. Yes. And it's not just the O and three record. It's the, the injuries that continue to pile up and make this feel like the people that we thought, like we don't know when JC Horn's coming back. We don't know. Uh, obviously the Brady Christensen situation is, is d completely destroyed our offensive line. When you have Austin Corbett still an unknown as to when he's going to be returning uh, that added to the question marks around Frankie Louvu losing Shaq Thompson for the year. 
uh, CJ Henderson going out last week, um, Bryce Young having an ankle injury. Like these guys, and that's not even to talk about the the fragility of our wide receiver core right now, right? It, at any moment, these guys could buckle under the pressure. Miles Sanders has already been uh, hurt this season uh, in, uh, before the season actually started. I mean, we're talking about injuries. Adding Xavier Woods to that list. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And when you talk about all of these, it, one of them, not a big deal, right? One of them, you can next man up. When you're talking about pretty much, we have 53 men on this roster and 10 of them are question marks of whether they're going to be able to start a game in the next week or two. That's a big deal. And that is demoralizing to a team, especially when one of the leaders and Shaq Thompson is one of the guys gone for the entirety of the season. It's hard to look is that I've seen injury riddled teams before. I can't, I don't know if I've seen a team that has run into so many significant injuries this early in the season. Right. You know I mean? Yeah. You lost cam in an early week or something. And you're like, Oh crap. Pfft, done. You've lost some key players early before, but I don't know if we've lost, like you've said so many players that whether you think they're good or bad or okay, the Panthers were counting on them to be, they were the Panthers starters so quickly. I mean, we're three weeks in and you might as well think it's like week 14 here. Yeah. It feels like it. It feels like this has taken forever to get through these first three weeks already. And um, the concern I have is I don't, it almost, I know last year was trying. Like last year was tough all the way up until they fired Matt Rule, right? It was. At least we difficult. had a punching bag, though. We had somebody we to just shit talk the whole this time. This year feels worse. I don't know what, what it is. This year feels way worse than it did in years past. I don't know that I've ever felt this bad about a team than I do right now. Can I uh, read y'all a stat? Yeah. Uh, the Carolina Panthers are 0-53 in the last 53 games where we've trailed at any point in the game. <laughs> Look, and can I I'm ask? A, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read that one more time. Just in case that didn't land on you the way that it should. The Carolina Panthers are 0-53 in the last 53 games where we have trailed at any point. Before you jump in, in there, I got uh, um Cody, do you remember? I can't remember. There was a stat to last year. Where the Panthers were oh and whatever under Matt Rule if they scored more than twenty or something yeah. like it was eighteen or some it was just some stat that it was like that. When you hear zero and fifty three, that means this is like if a team just kicks a field goal against us in the first yeah. quarter and gets out three nothing. We're done. Game. We're over. done. That's all she wrote. We're a two pump chump. That's like all you better. You know what? You. If you're the Panthers and you read that stat, you should say you should never defer. So fuck so that. Just give us the ball, bro. We gotta have the ball right away. And, and, Why you know, then? <laughs> Why then are people still defending Bryce Young? 
Because what is that? Oh, Jesus, God, Greg. Greg. No, it's not. It's not Jesus. He's played two games. Right. What has he got to do with the other 51 okay. games? Where we didn't okay, let me ask you. Right, what right, are we going to do for the rest of the season? Do you think the rest of the season we're going to do what? What does that Greg, though, honestly, what does that point have to talk about Bryce? That has to do with the fact that we traded two first-round picks. We didn't trade two first-rounds. We did trade two first-round picks. No, we didn't. We traded one. We traded this year's and next year's. And we uh, the season coming up in next year's and and DJ Moore. No, we got a first round pick. We got him this year. So we okay. You only trade no, one for no, it. No, you technically it sure. don't. Yeah, it's sure. all Bryce's right. fault. You're it right. doesn't matter that that the entire team is fucking hurt. Nope. It doesn't matter that saying. there's a brand. But new just think of that stat, Greg. No. You can hold on no, to your no, Bryce no. stuff. Is but Every listen to the stat. That has nothing to do with Bryce's fault. And, Actually, the stats have it. everything to do with Bryce. The fact that we, the fact that Bryce couldn't hit wide receivers that we said couldn't get open, then all of a sudden go for 141 yards and a touchdown should have been oh, two. And I just don't I look. look I think that's a different discussion. No, you were being a no, you're being a Bryce lover right now. Is what no, you listen to you're the giving stat him one more no time. blame for anything. Listen to the stat one more time, Greg. Okay, 53 games. Okay, where the Panthers have not led. They Which have lost. Nothing, that right there has nothing to do with Bryce. That's that, what we just that, said. That, that you're saying has nothing to do with Bryce. That's and then you came in and that's the team that he's right, on. Bryce was supposed to change that's it. The team that is on. Bryce now, was supposed to change it. It's a guarantee to overcome we gave up that. First round picks from DJ Moore for Bryce to change that, and he can't. Not okay. in two games, Greg. Like that's the thing is you cannot expect <laughs> that to happen in two games. Like here's the but thing. All right. An when, 53 when, stat is like Bryce what, comes in and guess what? The 2019 Panthers right. were better. What right. do you feel like <laughs> to do to change points up? I honestly don't think there's I, a I thing like, that he could I do. Like he could have not thrown two interceptions in the first game and nope. maybe two touchdowns. And then maybe nope. thrown a, nope. Then that stat would have been what? Hey, uh, and, and, uh, guess Greg, what that stat would have like been? What's CJ Stroud done? My question is moving forward. What can what can Bryce Young to change your mind? Because I'm not convinced there's anything he can do to make you feel like he's going to be the guy. I really don't. No, he, he you can. He can. If he can get the ball down the field and score touchdowns, okay, okay then he's my guy. Okay. So okay. Let's, if he can actually if he can throw for more than 120 yards in a goddamn game, then he's my guy. Okay. Okay. Don't say so it can't be done because 150 13 year Andy Dalton just did it. So again, against a completely different defense that had a no, it's always, not. All, see what I'm saying? Always right, moving right. the goalposts. It is not. Always oh my God! Moving the goalposts. It is not moving the goalposts. You're talking yeah. about one of the, a completely battered secondary in the Seahawks. It, we were talking about playing against all pro uh, secondary with Bryce Young first week and second week, right? Sure. Name one. Let's be honest. Name one defensive player on the Seahawks team in the secondary last week. Name one. He can't. And you know on what? top of that, you let's just go you back to the you stat. You're right. Hold I on. can't name a secondary player. All right, Greg, exactly. hold on. That's right. Stop, bad. Right there means Stop. that they are Stop, that Greg. much better. Stop. Stop. Go. Cody, read the stat. Read the stat one more time. Actually, before you read it, just think about what the number was before this past week. So it was 0 and 52. So now read the stat. The Panthers that, that are right there. That right there means I'm wrong. You're 53 right. in the last 53 that right there games means I'm wrong. where we trailed at any point in time. What I want to say is this. It doesn't matter what we point out tonight. 
We're going to look at all the inadequacies of this football team. We're going to look at the defensive injuries, which are piling up. We're going to look at an offensive line, which I'll show you in a little while, is on pace to be one of the worst offensive lines statistically in history. And it doesn't matter. All of that is going to be Bryce Young's fault. And I don't to even Greg, want I'm not I want to almost say else. that he's not allowed to say his name. And but the point, Greg, is we don't care about whether or not you're right or wrong on Bryce. What we're talking about here is the Panthers have gone 53 games in a row where they started out trailing and they were unable to win that. Two of those were with Bryce Young. And one of those was with Andy Dalton. The other 50 of those. <laughs> We're with different teams yeah, with different players. Else. The point is, is this has been a quicksand mud slog, slog for Carolina Panthers. And going back to the original <laughs> question of, is this worse than being 0-3? I really am concerned, super concerned, that our 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 we're going to take this out too quickly on the coaching staff. And not that the criticisms of the coaching staff are unwarranted, right? Not that concerns about the coaching staff are unwarranted, but ultimately what Greg does for Bryce, we're going to do for Frank right now. Right. Which is, which is to not believe to be an unbeliever. That's crazy how that works out. Right. Oh my no, God. I'm just saying this is we're yeah. like already. Do you not think it's wild that we're already out? We're three games in and there are legitimate people who have been fans of this team for a long time who are already like, fuck this coaching staff. No, I think it's crazy that you guys say, fuck this coaching staff and Bryce. No, Young gets I didn't no say that. That's my issue. I didn't That's just say that. Right I know you didn't You're not say even that. listening. I'm talking about everybody else. That's my issue. It's not just Frank Reich. No, there's a ton of okay. people that Frank have Reich already jumped on the anti-Bryce train, yeah. dude. Frank there Reich are already the same two weeks. Bryce Young is. New quarterback, new coaching staff, new new players, everything. The same situation Bryce is, but we don't give him the same credit. The Read same the super leash. chats out, please. <laughs> certainly, certainly, certainly. Shout out to Brandon Sampson for the 499. Says, question for you guys. Do you think the Wilkes team with Donald and Foreman would be 0-3 this season if given a chance? That's a great question. I would venture to say no, because I don't think that if you have the same offensive line that the Panthers are currently working with right now, with two guards in rotation and a left tackle that is draft drastically underperforming compared to his draft stock, then, then I'm inclined to say they probably wouldn't look too much different. But Chocolate Espresso with the 199 says, remember, 04 going 1-6 and six and ended the season 7-9. and nine. All right, so maybe there's a reason to be a little bit hopeful. C3 Anthony says, Greg, please enter the transfer portal, please, dude. Uh, go get a blowy from the stats and suck it up. He's our quarterback. 
this is all you think about. Sure. There is no, there is one tr- right. truth going. Look, is this is we do have to just say at the end of the day that the guy that we have chosen to build this team around, whether the fans wanted him or not, whether anybody was unhappy with the pick. He is the quarterback that they selected. Yeah, and by the no. way, everybody was also saying this about Tua Tagovailoa, even myself, uh, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. And I by the way, and by the way, that dude's kind of fucking tearing it up by now. Also, I remember I, last year I when that. Greg. Uh, now mm-hmm. uh, another thing that Greg seems to forget is last year he was telling me how terrible Trevor Lawrence was, and he's a bust. And he's overrated. And guess and what? Trevor Lawrence is not doing And he's this and that. And a lot of so uh, is, so is Joe Burrow. <laughs> so is Joe Burrow. A lot of the players yeah. are not doing good this year. So is Joe Burrow. There's been a bunch of players that have not looked up to you know their traditional standards. But it's very early in the season. And Greg, one of the things that we're going to have to do, whether you want to or not, is give this team and our quarterback mm-hmm. some time to develop and mm-hmm. two games. It's not enough time to determine whether or not he is or isn't the answer yeah, and for, the, for this franchise at this point in time. Even yeah. on top of that, I do. I'm going to have to say this is I've got a whole season. I've got a whole off season to go. I'm going to need you to dial it back a hair. And why I say that is, is not the opinion. I don't need you. What I need is this or what I hope. I get really irritated when it comes to politics now and to sports when it's more about being right than it is about caring about being better. And so, like, I think so many people in politics just want to say, I told you so. I just told you so. Told you were wrong. Told you were right. Told you. Um, You know, and all I want to do is this is say, look, it's okay to be critical. It's okay to have good opinions. Look, even somebody said, look, it's like all opinions are we are all welcome to all opinions. But I do think this is I'm I get tired of receipts, people on the Internet. There are people that will go and troll your Twitter timeline and pull up shit that you said from two years ago. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm talking about today and tomorrow going forward. Right. And speaking of today and tomorrow, we just got a super chat. Two of them. Uh, another one from White Chocolate Express. No, three of them. Pardon me. Fading Cat Meow says, I am not impressed with the wide receivers. White Chocolate Express says, blame the coaching for the false starts, too. And C3JJ says, Anthony, uh, Andy had 20 more pass attempts than any game Bryce has had. Also, garbage time, 75 yards. And touchdown on top of playing the worst. Just like Bryce had the week before. We right. played this season. This is a perfect time, Greg, for you to ask the question to me that you have been di- that you wanted to ask. We talked about it before we went on the show, and that's a good segue right there. And it was about Andy Dalton. He doesn't even remember. Uh, Do you remember? No, I don't remember the question. No, I like. Okay, well, going about, back yeah, go to ahead. me. All right, well, then I'll ask the question myself. Is that I came out slide. here. I came out here, own. yeah, perfectly. I came out here very upset on the post game show. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, I was upset, no um, and I was very definitive that I was unimpressed by this team. Period. And whatever goodness you could say, I didn't want to hear, particularly about the offense. I didn't want to hear none of it. And you know, I went back and watched the game, 
And I read some of the comments too that people left in the chat afterwards, like people and and someone said, if you didn't think this offense was any better, you didn't watch the game. And I think too is that we get so I guess sometimes we get so literally attached to the words that we you man, look, and I use the words, so I gotta sit and hang on them. I went back and I still don't think this offense is substantially better or was better than the previous two games. Now I will concede a couple of things and I will look is, did they get, did they, were they more productive? Yes. Were they able to score more points? Yes. And did they actually have some sort of passing attack with several downfield plays? Yes. So by the very standard and definition of the, you have to concede that the offense was better marginal. But my thing is this just marginally better. Well, I, I, I do want to add to this conversation real quick, Tony, Andy Dalton, at least uh, if you're believing the Holy book of all things, football PFF, uh, he was their number one rate, rated player on the Carolina. He should Panthers. be. Uh, with an 80.3 offensive grade and a 79.1 passing grade. He should be. But I went back and when I watched the game today, I still just look is that while the offense had more productivity, I think that its product production was somewhat, I don't, I won't say misleading, but a little hollow. And not that the yards don't matter is I don't feel like the offense was ever in command enough to truly win the game. And certainly they were put in a difficult position by the defense who just let them score at every turn. But I want to point this out is that while they were able to accumulate more passing yards total and more points total than they had, like JJ said, they passed for over 20 more times than they had ever passed. I mean, he threw for 58, 58 right. times. His completion percentage, no, completion percentage was not better. If you just look at passes completed, was not the best completion get percentage of the season. What was it? He had 58, per, he was 58.6%. So he's average, under 60%. Average is, 50, average is 59. So he's one point less than average. Yeah, but guess what? Bryce Young yeah. at one game threw it 66% or 64%. Cool. So I'm just saying this. For? How many yards? Okay, let me get to That's it, Greg. What I'm saying. Let <laughs> me get to it. Well, volume matters too. Volume does matter. Now, look, right. yards, yards per yes. pass was more than Bryce Young's games, certainly. But here, the offense is not only just passing yards. That would be only one statistic to look at. Right. The run game was non-existent. Right. He was set, the the Panthers were set. He was sacked more times than anybody all all week all year. So Andy Dalton was sacked more. We gave up sacks. We gave up offensive penalties. Seventy percent of the plays were pressure on the quarterback. Right. Most, most so what I'm saying teams. is that the point that I'm trying to make is that while the offense was productive in some statistical categories, it was fucking bad still. Uh, it was not a, uh, a, a offense that imposed its will at any moment in the game. And in fact, the only reason that this offense was any good at all 
was because Andy Dalton was a veteran. And I think he trusted just the play call and the read. He didn't go through his Adam Thielen too. Adam Thielen also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like some of this was at the end. Adam Thielen's touchdown was at the end when it didn't really matter. You're already down two scores. The Panthers were only in this game at two times. Two times they were in this game when they scored the the DJ Shark touchdown at the end of the first half and they took the lead. Right. I mean, you're in. Okay. But then immediately you come out in the third quarter and you're down a lot. And then they pulled in at 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter. They pulled within two. But oh immediately God, the game is gone. 14 yeah. minutes left in the fourth quarter. Oh, down guess two. what? The game is guess over. what happened in oh the next? God. Guess what the happened de- in the next 60, 60 seconds? They scored again and they scored yeah. again. And all of a sudden you're down more than two scores, Greg. The point the is, is that folded, you man. momentarily. You look, I'm not trying. I'm sorry. Why are you trying to fight? I'm not. You are. And the point that I'm just trying to make is that while there were these moments they were so fleeting that it didn't fucking matter whether it be penalties in the last 10 minutes on offense. It was, it's a complete failure on this team. I want to add complete total failure. Listen, before Greg responds, I want to add, he's getting a call from his daughter. He's got to run. I want to add some context (laughs) to this. And then if, if Greg can, I'd like to ask him a question. Um, but, uh, so the highest quarterback pressure percentage rates allowed this season amongst offensive tackles. As you can see, Akima Kwanu is up there with 8.7%. And he according, was bad, dude. according to PFF, the Panthers O-line has allowed 60 pressures in three weeks. That's on pace for 340 over the course of the season. <laughs> the most that PFF has ever charted was 297. Now, Greg, I know you have to jump real quick, but my question to you is, are you saying that the Panthers just need to sit Bryce for the season and go with Andy Dalton and let Bryce sit a year? Or are you saying that you have already seen enough to determine that Bryce Young is a bust for the Carolina Panthers and undeniably is not the answer moving forward? You're muted. I will say I'm not saying Bryce Young is a bust. There was somebody in the chat room earlier saying I said that. I'm not saying Bryce Young is a bust. I think Bryce needs time to develop in the NFL. I think that we were sold that Bryce was ready to go in the NFL, and he's not. And that's fine. He needs time to sit. We were obviously better, obviously better, with Andy Dalton throwing the ball last week. You just showed up, put up the, the, the pressure percentage and everything else you have there on the stats right now. That just shows that Andy Dalton that did that much better, to be truly honest with you. Like, he did the exact same thing with the guys you said couldn't get open, and y'all are going to say, and once again, you're going to uh, move the goalpost. We're not say, moving the goalpost. He played against the worst we're not, team. You're we're not moving that. the goalpost at all. You're saying That's that. We're not, we're not saying that. I know that. you're, I know you're not that saying that. You don't have to say it. You just said you're going to say. So, you're, look, you're, just no, okay, say what you got to say. Me. Don't put the words excuse in our mouth. I'm not saying you're going to say you're moving the goalpost. I'm saying you're moving the goalpost. Because as soon as – this stat that I show you shows that Andy Dalton's better. You're going to throw another stat in there to be like, well, but this, well, but is that this, not well, the whole this. point of is that is that also the same thing that you could be doing as well? I could be, but I'm not. 
So, so here's, here's so what I'm not. You're going robot. You bring TK. You just went robot on us. Oh, my bad. I, I, I don't know why it is, but here's my question. All right. If you were to really look at this and you were to be objective about this, Greg, can oh, you not? Can, isn't Emma still robotic? You're good now. No, you're good. Now you're okay. fine. About what? Um, if, I, if you could be very objective and look at this like you're not somebody who's trying to look at it the wrong way, right? Okay. Can you look at the Seahawks defense and tell me legitimately that you believe they're as equal to uh, what the Falcons and the New Orleans Saints are? Because if that's the case, then you are not being biased, and you're using stats to 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 look at your you bias in the way that you want it to look like. CK, you know what? You're right. The Falcons and the Saints are so much better, so much better than the Seahawks. Don't be the sarcastic Andy, the, the about Andy, it. Just not. answer the question. No, no, it's, a, it's sarcastic when somebody says that I'm thinking one thing and they're not. But they're so much better that yes. Are they You're better right. or not? Are the they Seahawks are better, better defense so or worse better. defense? They're so much no, better than we, we went from 80 yards a game to 364 yards a game. You're right. They're that much better. That's the difference in the two. We played okay. a top two defense, top one and two defense, I guess, in week one. And we played a top okay. or a bottom uh, 32 you're not defense. Being, you got to put down the defenses and just have the real conversation. Greg. But my point being, Greg, is the reason I asked that question is you're saying that you're going to put out a stat that shows that Andy Dalton is unequivocally better than Bryce Young, while at the same time ignoring the stat that is clearly showing that Bryce Young also had a more difficult task. Well, granted, uh, sure. Here's here's I, my point. Sure. Get it, and then I gotta. I'm gonna interrupt. Yeah. Here's my 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 reasoning for saying that Bryce is a rookie, right? Mm-hmm. You can compare CJ. Like, here's the thing: we're going to, and you're not wrong to compare CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson and all that stuff, right? They also didn't have as tough of a game as as Bryce Young had his first two games of the season. When you're talk, talking about the defenses they went up you're against, you're right. AR only played a team that went to the second round of the playoffs last year. You're right. right. And, and, you're right. And, He's and, only and, paid and, five and, quarters, and, Greg. And, uh, I told you I was going to interrupt. Bryce I was going to didn't get the playoffs. I was going to you right. go the pick up your daughter and listen yeah. and think about right. this on the way, Greg. You're you're completely biased. You also you're have right. your robot. Greg, you keep on going robot. I mean, uh, yeah, you might have to leave it come back. Computer, I don't know what I can do. It's, it's okay. Not much I can okay. About it. Um, Greg, you also said that Andy Dalton was a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, Andy Dalton. No, so will if be he is right, if he is, I'm retired. Ultimately, yeah. it's not incredibly surprising that he would have more success than a guy who's played two years, two hey. two games. JJ wanted me to read this before Greg leaves. Bryce stats wasn't garbage time because we had an onside kick chance of winning. Andy was just getting that 75 yards and touchdown when he was down three progressions. That's cool. I'm not three saying Bryce is garbage time. I'm not, I'm not counting those okay. garbage right. time. Y'all Go get are. your daughter. So, Go get your daughter. We got to move on through. It's 940 and we haven't even gotten into what I want to talk about. Um, I don't even know where to go right now. Where are we? What we got next? Oh, oh, I actually, about- you know what? I do want to talk about this offensive line because not I. I think in some cases we could talk about in the past it being injuries. In some cases in the past we've been able to talk about bums, you know, like people. Byron Bell, I used to fucking beat on him like crazy. Um, Matt Khalil, total fucking trash. I think the scary part about this right now is. Is where I you want to talk about receipt shit that people love to do. All them motherfuckers that talk shit about Brady Christensen need to go apologize to the world. 
All yeah. the people that told us that what. Chandler Savala was yeah. fucking better than Brady Christensen need and to that apologize. Was basically everyone. That was basically almost every Panther fan. Except for me like, oh, and you. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's like, oh, Zavala played next to Icky at North Carolina State. So that's what they need to do. And Brady needs to be a swing tackle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, like I a bench runner. He could now. start over every single. But I bet you this is I'm willing to put money that Brady Christensen can play better than every single person on the line right now. Oh, dude, you can make the argument at that any he position. Is the, he is the best offensive lineman on the team. Um, I think it was scary to me. This is I saw. Yeah, God, I got to look it up. If anybody in the chat can find it, it was um, Pat Coltrane saw it. It was something about, let me see if I can find it. It was a, uh, Chandler Savala gave up 15 pressures yeah. or something. Um, and then, and, and Pat in his typical funny-ass fashion, I'm going to pull Greg out just so we don't have a blank. Yeah, I think we do this one. Um, yeah. That he said did he even play in the game? He had a zero rating. Pass pass blocking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zero. That's some fucking terrible shit. Um, I think the scary thing for me, and I don't know if it's scary. I mean, I don't want to give up on anybody. Like, sure. I am definitely not giving up on Frank Reich yet. I'm not giving like I just think it's too short-sighted. I think it's too we're bringing too much to our, we're bringing our own trauma to the relationship in a way. And that is imagine if you had like a very traumatic relationship with a partner, you get the divorce and then like you go, uh, you start to date somebody, you talk with somebody and they show up late to the date. And no matter why they showed up late to the date, it's just like, this is fucking terrible. It can't work. And they could literally have like gotten hit by a missile on the way that you're like, Pfft. So I don't want, I think two days, two game, three games in is too quick to quit on any single component. Maybe the season, the coaches, the players, certainly. Mr. Bryce Young, Greg, certainly. Oh, yeah. And but now that like, there's I mean, some right, rationale I mean, in here, we can say that comfortably. Right. But, but also, the thing is, is, is that what is really concerning me, but just to finish the thought, uh, Cody, is the, the thoughts that Icky was either a guard or was struggling pass protection. They're not getting better at all. Is like, is that he not only the penalties weren't just a problem. If you go look at some plays or just, I mean, and casually watch the game, they're just beating him with speed around the side. And I don't think their defensive front is full of a bunch of fucking studs. No. And by the way, uh, check out the film room that's now coming out every Thursday here on the C3 Panthers podcast where uh, me and Pickle have been breaking down the All-22 film, his hand placement is terrible. Like, a lot of times the movements and actions that he makes will give the defensive lineman across from him the advantage. He doesn't know how to use his hands placement. He doesn't know how to strike, how to keep people away from him. Um, Yeah, I mean, listen, I hate to toot my own horn, but I've been saying this for a long time. Akimakwanu is best suited as a guard. That is what he should be. And as time goes on, I continue to be proven right in that sentiment. Right. And okay, again, you know, I also want to defend Chandler Zavala a little bit because at one point in time, he was supposed to be a backup. Right. Then he's the starting right guard 
which, by the way, he played pretty well. Chandler Zavala did it right on the right side. Then they move him to the left side, bring in Calvin Throckmorton. Calvin actually does a decent job, but then now Chandler Zavala having to move around to two different positions. Now he's just out there struggling uh, next to a Kemakwana who's also having a hard time and a hard go of things. Um, it, it just seems like a recipe for disaster. And again, now that Greg is not here and we can get in a word edgewise, this is not a recipe for success for literally any quarterback that the Carolina Panthers have under center. If it's Bryce Young or Andy Dalton or Sam Darnold, it, it doesn't matter, man. You're not able to run the football and you're not able to pass protect. You're putting your quarterback in a yeah. bullshit scenario literally no matter what. Right. And if my forgive me if my robot voice comes back. Yep, you're good. I, you're I'm fine. I'm of the mindset that that the changes that we've had from last year to this year due to injuries has caused this the not only Icky, but uh maybe even Bradley Bozeman to have a step backwards and regress a little bit. Um and it's not I not that I don't think they, they're capable of playing well because they did last year. Like Icky was very good at that left tackle spot last year. Right. Only we on Pat, but when we switched to a power pass off of I a mean, power run offense, right? You know, as there was a significant shift in the scheme that sure. benefited his skill set, right? Right. But uh, even with that, like they didn't only pass though, right? And he still did well. He didn't allow any sacks until like the last game of the season outside of the first two games of the season, right? Right. right. Like he did a great well, he job, he showed signs of hope. Uh, he showed even Pros- more than that. Progress, he showed progress. signs. He showed signs of being the reason why we drafted him in num- the, at the position that we did in the first round, right? Um, I, I think that that his skill set is still there. I, 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 it's hard for me to disagree with Cody because this year it has been so abysmal. But at the same time, I think that a lot of the issues could vary. I know you're saying that Zavala is getting the short end of the stick. I don't think it's that. I think Zavala may, he hasn't played. He didn't have a lot of experience in college anyway. First and foremost, right? He was in, he was injured. He he wasn't he wasn't considered a top prospect. We were just hoping that the chemistry between he and Icky were going to you know cause this to just be a natural uh, shift here or a natural connection. I just don't know that we're going to see that with him. And I think that it is okay to blame Zavala for being a rookie and not knowing how to play in this league right now. Yeah, well said, man. I mean. And the all of the uncertainty as to what position right. he's gonna play, man. That's it's a recipe for disaster, and it's not good when you have a player who has not been on your team at all. And Calvin Throckmorton comes in, and according to PFF, he's like our highest-rated offensive lineman, right. more than Taylor Moten, more than. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Kim Kwanu was a top 10 pick. It, you know, there, there really does seem to be a stink around this team. And you hear a lot of people now comparing us to the Browns of recent years, to the Detroit Lions. And and it's hard to shake that, man. And it's that same stat that I told Tony. Oh, and 53 in the last 53 games where we trailed at any point in the game. 
dude, that is a bananas statistic, man. And uh, I understand why why fans are pissed off. And I disagree with something that Tony said earlier. You said, you know, we set the bar too high. We expected much. And I disagree, I, I, I disagree with that, Tony. It's not that we expected too much, but we expected better than this. And I don't think we were wrong in doing so. I agree. I mean, I think I think it's kind of in the middle, you know, is I think that our expectations may have been too high, but what we need, we, we deserve better than this. Um, what, what do we got next? Let's keep going through. Let's push through some material right now. See what else is going on. As the offensive line has been stinking. Um, we saw this. We saw the passing game put up numbers in this past game. Yeah. Um, and then this leads to some questions about are these receivers any good at all? Are they um sorry, my daughter's trying to talk to me. Wait one second. I'm in the middle of a damn sentence. Um, are these numbers any good at all? Or are they are receivers any good at all? How is this change? When I looked at the game, I saw this is I saw a guy uh, in Andy Dalton that when he saw a look, he just threw it and he threw And I almost feel like Bryce Young sometimes in this in this moment is trying to go through his progressions too much. Right. It's like, come back, come back. It's just like, just throw it, just throw it, just throw it. And um, and then I also heard that uh, Steve Smith say that he asked him about the separation argument. He was asked on WFNZ or FNZ, whatever their call tag is. Mm-hmm. And he was hesitant to just say these guys aren't getting the proper set, uh, separation. He said, yeah, I've seen that at times. But uh, sometimes when you run, run certain routes, it's run to a spot. It's not about get seven, you know, burn the fuck out of these guys. Right. Right. And so what we saw, what, what do you what do we take away from this uh, chart right here? And your thoughts on how the passing attack passing game improved with Andy Dalton at the helm. I mean, yeah, listen, Adam Thielen had not only his best game as a Carolina Panther, but he had his best game since 2017 with 11 receptions for 145 yards. And again, we have another chart here is wide receiver separation, uh, 2023 minimum of 15 targets through week three. Um, bubble size is the amount of targets and Adam Thielen, he's on the right side of the line. Generally, you want to be in that upper right-hand corner. And, I mean, listen, he, he did that. We've really been dependent upon uh, his veteran ability and him being able to, you know, take advantage of busted coverages and people kind of sleeping on the speed that he has because a lot of people don't feel like it does have a lot of speed at this point. Okay, But uh, he's a wily veteran. And he's been doing a lot of good things, and he continues to get better, man. Uh, I think J.T. O'Sullivan, if people have been watching this drama between him and Adam Thielen, he's always talking shit about Adam Thielen. Uh, He might owe Adam an apology, man. And until further notice, um, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but Adam Thielen is undeniably the, uh, the number one wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. By the way, real quick, hold on, Tony. Uh, happy birthday to the real C three AP. I saw him put that in the chat room a little bit earlier, man. Happy birthday to you, man! And look, the birthday boy is giving us a birthday gift. 
How about that? For $10, he says, you're in a complete rebuild from coaching to players. This is how it goes. Quit with the we suck. Yeah, we do now, but the future is bright. Everyone is still gelling. Let's yeah. go to the Brian Burns slide then and talk about the Steve Smith comments. I'm going to play Steve Smith comments from WFNZ today. He was on the Kyle Bailey show, and he was asked about Brian Burns and the extension. So we've got that coming up in just a moment. We've got your cat calls at 252-228-5098. But to your uh, super chat first, happy birthday. Um, thank you for your generosity. On top of that is I, I reached out to Mike K. Uh, and I just sent him a text message. I said, look, is I read your story. I got some things. How do we approach the the build. I'm almost just calling it the build at this point instead of a rebuild is just how do we build from here to next week to next week and then on to next year, given our situation. So um, you want to start with that? I thought that's what you wanted. Oh, I thought we were going to go Brian Burns into that. But hey, look, is I, I mean, this is Brian Burns. I thought that's what you meant. My bad. Uh, well, it's got a little bit about that, and then we'll go back to those slides. He said this is, um, first, go check out his story at uh, or his work, Charlotte Observer. I'm a subscriber. He had a story put out today, eight thoughts on the Panthers' 0-3 star early messaging comes back to haunt them, haunt them, haunt Carolina, should I get it right. And a part of the story really talks about how the team – may have been a little too vocal about how prepared they were to win now. And not that they shouldn't be advocating to win now, but they should also be considering this as an important step in a building process, right? And that should also kind of bring the message back to center a little bit and say, look, yeah, we're going to go try to win the vision. Yeah, we think we got better. Yeah, we think, you know, but at the same time, look, we know we're implementing new schemes. We're, you know, there's a lot of changes here, and this will not come without challenge adversity and potentially some disappointment. Um, so I asked him because what I text him and what I was interested in is we brought this up in the post game show. I think we brought it up last week. And it was just like, well, how do we progress without that first round draft pick next year? How do you, in a in a reasonable way, get better, not only from week to week, from this season to next season? And that's what I asked him is like, kind of what's a base plan? He said this. He wrote, he texted me back. He said, and that makes me f- feel cool that Mike K texted me. I text with Mike K today. We're here. We ain't coming no more. We here. They have their second round pick next year, he wrote. They have a ton of cap space. If they continue to struggle, it'll be an early second. Top 35 picks are valuable, but they should be le- legit. There should also be legit free agents, players in free agency. If Burns doesn't reach a deal, and he was very clear here, right? He wanted to be clear. He was like, this is not a report, this is just talk. He said, if Burns doesn't reach a deal, they could franchise tag and potential trade him in theory. Not a report, I emphasize. I think the upside here is teaching. This is an overhaul on philosophy and system. So it, t- it sounds to me this is that while Mike K is talking about 
uh, getting better week to week. And this is where the thing I think is important with Bryce. And this is why I don't really care what Andy Dalton this past week. And not that I don't care. I mean, if it's better for, and if it's better for Bryce's development for Andy Dalton to, to start until he gets fully healthy, I'm down for it. If it's better until this point that the offensive line is so atrocious that you, you get Andy Dalton in there and take the licks. I'm fine with it. I think this year, and Mike K has said it on the podcast several times, is about the year of Bryce Young's development. It's not about Bryce Young being a superstar today, but molding him into one that can become a star and become a franchise player. But it sounds to me that free agency is going to be a good way to progress this team in the absence of a first-round draft pick and not necessarily a wholesale fire sale of players, but potentially a deal or a trade if it is well-suited for the Panthers to benefit from. Yeah, absolutely. And CK, Tony, I don't know about you guys, but the two names that come to mind are very apparent, at least to me. It's Brian Burns and it's Jeremy Chin. And uh, Josh Klein put this up and I figured I'd add it to the show as a good discussion point. Uh, he said, if the Panthers are, if the Panthers start one in five or worse, seems like a real possibility. I would not be surprised if they start making some phone calls about Brian Burns and whether two first rounders, another pick and a player is still a viable option. His first call would be Marty Herney with the commanders. And I mean, this is a great talking point now, Tony. I mean, it's something that we really need to start to think about because I'm telling you, it is the worst possible look for the Carolina Panthers to have another terrible season, especially after the seasons that we've just come off of, to go into it, have one of the worst teams in the NFL, and that top pick in the draft is not even yours. Right. You're giving it to the Chicago Bears. See, at that point in time, they literally have no other point but to trade any assets that they have that could recruit some or that could recoup some of that draft capital for them to not have all this egg on their face. Right now, they've backed themselves into a corner. Like yeah. in my mind, they they have no choice but to be active during this. Uh, this uh, trade deadline period. You yeah, guys I mean, want to oh, go ahead, CK. I was going to say, I mean, the thing that the, the question then becomes, you know, what's there's this could go either way, right? You get rid of Brian Burns, you wind up being the Bears, right? You wind up being the 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 Raiders, right? They, these people who trade away star players to get draft capital and still go nowhere, or you can be like the Jaguars or uh, you know, uh, the Jets who should have been better if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers going, you know, uh, away or what have you. Like all these people who traded away some of their best players in order to get draft capital and they were able to build a superstar team, right? It could go either way. And that's the thing is like you look at the history of it being successful and you're like, let's pull the trigger. Let's go ahead and like we want to hold on to these players for so long that by the time that they are going to be leaving the Carolina Panthers, there's no value to the Panthers whatsoever. And it sucks. Or to look by at the time you're good, they're not anymore. Right. Exactly. And so, 
uh, let's talk about the Christian McCaffrey situation. We waited uh, to, until there was less value for him because of injuries and all that stuff to, to be in this position where we were able to trade him for not even a first-round draft pick. Who in the right mind looking at Christian McCaffrey right now would believe that he just shouldn't be a first-round draft pick? There's an argument yeah. we just didn't ask enough. Right. You know, is that maybe you couldn't get enough. Maybe you're right, TK, in that. Well, like, How many running backs are going for first-round picks? Well, good point. Good Christian point. McCaffrey would. Right now he would. Yeah. But I think as this is so much situation like is this. And I I don't even want to go back into the past and say we should have done these things different. I think at this point that's just a that's just us spinning our wheels. And instead, I'm interested in what we're gonna do today, tomorrow, and in the future. And I will be happy to say I'm happy for Christian McCaffrey. I'm happy to oh, see how could a, you not be? to go see a player though who is in their prime to go to a team that is capable of capitalizing on that. Right. And I continue to revisit S- Steve Smith's career and secretly wanting him to be traded to the Colts or the Patriots. Actually, there's a video that just came out. I don't know if you guys saw um, this cool video and um, Tom Brady's doing this. Like, oh, with, like that, Ted, with, uh, with Patrick, like Bet, yeah, he's with Ted Patrick talk or some David. Shit. I love Patrick Bet David. I've been following his channel for a long time. Very, I just ran across it on like TikTok and I saw one clip because Steve Smith retweeted it and he said, We almost did it. And I think he almost went to the Patriots instead of the Ravens, Steve Smith, but he ended up with the Ravens. Yeah. And Tom Brady was just so complimentary. Steve of Smith, Steve Smith yeah. because he said this I never liked players on my other team on other teams I fucking yeah. wanted to go to war with my people and he, he said, said he had that anger about him yeah and Steve Smith is a guy that would like it was like so I thought that was cool um so yeah. I don't want to go say um, what we could have done better but I just want to say this is like it just would suck to see a premier fucking talent waste away on any team right um, so I do think it's nice just to see Christian McCaffrey have success. That's oh, yeah. it. Um, Absolutely. And by the way, we're like uh, low key. We were kind of hoping the same for DJ Moore that he finally would have been that missing piece. <laughs> poor guy. We shipped him to the I fucking know, worst desert than had, anything. I know. Poor you want to see bad quarterback play, Greg? Look at Fields, and I'm owning it. I said I wanted Justin Fields, and he has progressively gotten worse and worse and worse. And maybe they're using him wrong. Maybe they're trying to figure out what he is too much. I don't really care. But I do want to talk about Brian Burns. But before we do, let's read this super chat. Yeah, I wanted to read two super chats. James E. with the 499 says, Tepper Tepper has has tricked us to believe we are always one big player or one coach away. Unfortunately, it's time for us to wait and let the team develop. I think Thanks. we've been part of that problem, too. I don't think it's just Tepper. I think the C3 Panthers podcast has been I, – I will say this. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for you, too. I think that I I will drink the Kool-Aid at any moment. I will. Like, it's like this. It's all, Oh, it's free agency time? Fucking give it to me. <laughs> yeah, we all drink it sometime, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's not wrong. And then the stats, but $5, says if the Panthers lose to the Vikings – Lions then Dolphins would make us 0-6 into the bye week. Texans. I told you this is going to happen. It's going to happen. Texans Colts loss 
losses would be a huge blow to us and confidence, especially considering they both have the rookie quarterbacks that we opted to pass on. And yes, Greg and the Bryce Young naysayers would be insufferable in those scenarios. Yeah. Um, I do. I will, I'm not picking the Panthers this week. Uh, but as we talk about Brian Burns, uh, this was an interesting talk. Uh, Steve Smith was asked about him on the Kyle Bailey show. Here is Steve Smith. When you look at edge rushers, tone setters, and $200 million quarterbacks, I mean, uh, uh, quarterback pursuers, mm-hmm. they impact the game every play. Double team, single team, whatever it is. T.J. Watt, Nick Bosa, uh, Addis at, at Prime, Khalil Mack, Von Miller. There are players, I right, when you talk about in this upper echelon, that you must account for them every single play in the run and in the pass. I'm not saying that Brian Burns does not deserve a contract. I'm just saying... When you ask him for the whole kidney caboodle, mm-hmm. that means you got to play every kidney caboodle play. And this is not him saying taking plays off. It's just product. I, I did see, go back and watch, gosh, I think it's around the beginning of the fourth quarter, uh, that Chardonnay guy that ran uh, was running for the Seahawks. He ran right up the middle. Brian Burns was there with linebacker. It was just like, I mean, it was already a negative play for the Panthers defense. And Brian Burns didn't make the tag. And I and I'm I'm just cherry picking a play. You know, I just saw, but it just stuck out to me. I go, oh, that was number zero right there. And struggling to make the tackle at that moment. Now he's nicked up. He's this is the reason that. Uh, the very fact that he's banged up right now is the very reason that he is trying to push the contract so hard at those moments. or we're hoping for it. Uh, what do we got next? Uh, well, because- well, I wanted to add on to what you just said, Tony, because I believe that you were right. Uh, and you basically said that he's all speed and no power. And basically when you bulk up to 160 pounds, you expect him or er, 260 pounds. You expect him to be able to convert that speed into power and have that bull rush that it doesn't matter if you're a three or four defensive end or a three or four outside linebacker or a four or three defensive end. Do you expect that type of edge rusher who's asking for that type of money to be that type of a game changer? And listen, I've been a Brian Burns fan for a long time. On many occasions, I said he is one of, if not the very best player on the entire team. But as a fan of his, it's not unreasonable to look at him and say, dude, he doesn't do what TJ Watt does. He doesn't do what a Miles Garrett does. He doesn't do what a Von Miller in his prime did. Or what a Khalil Nick Mack, did. What Julius or Peppers Nick did. Yeah, I mean, go on and on. It's not to say that he's a bad player. But I mean, you have a fourth. I've said round this. Pick. He's very good. He's not. Well, I'm not going to make a definitive the statement. It's just the the idea is there are five other players easily I would take that I would select if I was on a draft right now ahead of him at that position. 
Yeah, to, I mean, you wouldn't be wrong. You wouldn't be wrong. No, I mean, but it's one of those things is, do I want him on my team? Yes. Do I want, but he, like you said, the whole kit and caboodle is just about, and so maybe the Panthers aren't as ridiculous for not just backing up the Brinks trucks out of desperation uh, that we think. Um, all right. What do we got next? Especially if we trade him, that would be uh, one I want to push them. through. Cause you said you like, is the, uh, um, Oh, injuries. We've already talked about injuries. CJ Henderson injury might be difficult for us. Um, um well, we, we sort of glossed over this one. So I want to bring it back up. Um, Xavier Woods expected to miss four. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, four to six weeks. I mean, he might be on the IR next week before you know it. Yeah, I mean, this is another blow to our defense, man. You move yeah. or you lose uh, J.C. Horn. Uh, we still don't know uh, what happened with Frankie Louvu and whether or not he's going to be playing. C.J. Henderson is hurt. Like, one of the things I literally said before this season started is that if we stay healthy, yeah, we might have a team that's going to be able to contend. But if we're depending on depth, oh, baby, we are dead that's, on I mean, that's, arrival, And man. that's every team, really, not in the NFL. And it's NFL. Not, no, it's not that, every team. They are. Every team is hobbled. If Like, if you take out key players from any team, injuries can derail the best of seasons. I sure. mean, just look at the Jets. But some teams right? have far better depth. Sure, to others. weather it. And even comparatively, the Panthers are bad. The problem is, is when your starters are already questionable. Yeah. And what I mean is questionable in talent. And so what it is, is like uh, those roles, the depth can fill in when you've got really great players around them that can make them play loose and free and better. But when they got to come in and play real significant dependent roles, that's the problem. It's like when you're like all of a sudden you need CJ Henderson to be a the, the shutdown corner of the team. You don't need him to just come in and play well on the other side of JC Horn. And you got good rotation. You got some other players that can help him out. What you need him to do is go and become a different level of player. Right. And that is un it's just unreasonable to believe that that can happen. So I think that's where the depth meets healthiness, Cody, is like you have to have a degree of really good players that can help those good players because everybody in the NFL is good to a certain degree become better. You know, it's like this is like it's asking. The problem is, is this is no matter how good the Jets defense is, no matter whatever, is Zach Wilson still Zach Wilson? He's not becoming better. But if you were to ask a third receiver to step in and all of a sudden he's having big ass games, that's a different story. Um, yeah. I think Frankie Louvu, that injury hurts a ton for us. For me, for I think sure. that's I think uh, so sadly people are going to be crazily surprised at how much they wish they had CJ Henderson. If he doesn't play, um, I, I'm telling you, and I mean, we're not, I, I wouldn't say you're wrong. Mad world. Well then who the hell, you know what I'm saying? Wait until you think this, you think you don't like CJ Henderson. Wait until the other guy who you don't even know his name is playing. But when they give up every play the same way CJ Henderson does, who cares? 
Yeah, I, I mean, uh, that's what I'm saying. Who cares if you can't defend getting one play? Burned, Anderson can't defend getting one play. burned is so. getting burned is getting burned. Uh, I know, I know. I'm on the and, different and, side and, of this. And by, the, and by the way, like that's you know, looking forward to to Minnesota. These are two zero and three teams right here, who and both co- and, and well, well, okay, both coaching staffs, the Vikings and the Panthers, are saying that this team is better than zero and three. However, if you're a Panthers fan, almost no one is picking the Panthers to win. Uh, I mean, when you look at our corners and knowing they're going to have Justin Jefferson and Jordan Jordan Addison, Addison, like, dude, that that's just that that's that's really. I don't even care about any of the players, man. I care about Justin Jefferson played the San Diego, not the San, the Los Angeles Chargers. They double teamed him on every play. He still had 150 yeah. yards received. Yeah. They double play. Like they they tried to do. I, I heard this is that Bill Belichick has only had one time in his the last 14 or 20 years or some crazy stat where the best player on the other team had their best game or something. And it was Demarius Thomas in 2012. At 150 yards. Like, what Bill Belichick does is takes your best tool away. And he says, just whatever it is, beat us somehow else. The Chargers tried to do that to the Vikings, and they couldn't. Imagine double teaming a guy. Chargers, oh, yeah. They could not take him away. I don't know how he's that fucking good. I don't even know. And gosh, give some fucking kudos to Cousins on the uh, and just being able to make shit happen. I don't think I don't. I'm not picking the Panthers to win this week. I can't. I honestly, I can't. And, and I think it thing, would just be thinking with your heart rather than your head. Here's the thing: this is the game to put Bryce Young in because then the argument that we're having regarding whether the Seahawks are a worse defense than the first two teams is irrelevant. If not if he's come, still hurt. Well, not necessarily. What I'm saying is, like, if he comes in and he's actually able to play, I'm not talking about, like, if he's going, he but he should be 100%, right? If he's not 100%, let Dalton continue to take the reins. It's not like we're missing a tremendous amount. This year is already seeming like it's going into the toilet. Um, but if, if, name when Greg's here? if he's if he <laughs> is healthy, going up against this Vikings defense is a best cure for, you know, at this point in time, what we're seeing from their defense has been absolutely abysmal. So all of a sudden, now we have the question of whether or not it's a matter of defense or quarterback play. And this game would solve that issue. Uh, Mossy Man says the Chargers won. They did win. But Justin Jefferson had 145 yards yeah. and a touchdown. The Vikings <laughs> lost, but it wasn't Adam because, had it wasn't because Justin point. Jefferson wasn't yeah. incredible. Right, and, and like it, this is the thing is he was unstoppable. That's what that's what it embarrasses me. Like look at when other teams draft wide receivers, who they end up being, versus when we draft wide receivers, and we're like, oh, dude, we got a curse. The, you know what it is? Is we drafted is Ray Carruth. Doing? He turned out to be a crazy but, murderer, and he cursed us. Let me let me ask you though: is it is it's it the more, Ray Carruth curse? Is it more likely? That we draft that we draft and pick up twenty wide receivers and none of them are good, or that we pick we have four or five quarterbacks and those quarterbacks just can't get it done. 
bro. Which is more I like can it. I can read them all them receivers off. Okay. You know what? Both could be true, but I can I tell you had, this. We, we, Let's we start. You want to go down the fucking list of terrible ass Greg, fucking receivers? Greg, you can at least admit that those two positions are dependent upon one another. They are. They are. And, and I'm not defending that our wide receiver core has been fantastic. The best receiver saying, we have drafted in ten, since Steve Smith is Brandon LaFell, homie. Actually, you're wrong. It's Kelvin Benjamin, unfortunately, but nope, it is. DJ Kelvin Moore. Benjamin had a bet, had a better DJ, oh, DJ Moore. Moore. DJ okay. Moore was DJ better Moore, than yeah. Kelvin Benjamin, definitely better than De- Kelvin Benjamin. I'm not arguing that. Brandon definitely LaFell, better than Kelvin Benjamin. greater than both of them. Benjamin. Benjamin. And, and hold up, I don't even love this. I don't even love this, but I would also say Devin Funtis over Kelvin Benjamin. Brandon LaFell went on uh, to the Patriots and had that argument. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disputing that. Yeah, Greg, you want to talk about the bad quarterback shit? Brandon LaFell ended up having twelve touchdowns or something with Tom Brady. And a thousand, yeah, he left. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is this? That's Look, what I'm saying. The let's wide just say I don't even want to fight. I'm not trying to fight, yeah. but I am going to tell you this: is having two wide receivers that are worth a shit in Carolina is our fucking curse, and we've yeah. always been trying to do it. We went from a it was Steve Smith and Masin Muhammad, and then we couldn't ever replicate it. Then you try to get Dwayne Jarrett. Kerry Colbert. Kerry Colbert was actually pretty damn good, even though he was just okay. Armani just, Edwards. You remember that? Yeah, but he wasn't yeah. even in the he's not even on my list of tries, but okay. <laughs> uh but still. Uh, and- um Look, is it just I agree, Cody. What's um we talked about injuries? I did. Did you man, there's a fine coming for this hit on Andy Dalton, bro. I think so. Like the first hit of the fucking game, too. They he headhunted. Andy Dalton, that's that picture there in the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, well, Andy yeah, Dalton yeah. walked out of that, man, after that. So he said concussion all first. of the injuries that we have, yeah, it seems like whenever teams go headhunting on Panthers quarterbacks, that's acceptable to every NFL referee. Go figure. Uh, Bryce Young, this is questionable. Uh, Frankie Louvu also questionable. He left Sunday's game with a hip injury. Uh, we know Xavier Woods is out four to six weeks, and Jonathan Mango, uh, our second round draft pick, uh, he law uh, he left the game with a concussion, and he is also listed as questionable. And, and that, that's the thing right now when it comes to Jonathan Mango, even talking about the potential of not having him, I don't really even know what effect it has on the team. Because right. I feel like it hasn't even been a dependable weapon uh, through this point in the season anyway. Right. Um, can we go ahead? And since we were talking about uh, Justin Jefferson and um, Kirk Cousins, can we go? Let's switch to the preview match of the Panthers are playing, hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Then they go on to play the Lions. It's a tough stretch here, man, for the Carolina Panthers. And Arguably, the Vikings are the most beatable team of the bunch, if possible, here. Um, right now, uh, while we could say that the Vikings' defense is terrible, <laughs> CK, turns out the Panthers are much better after last week. You know, sure. they did give, I mean, I'm sure the last week put a lot into it. But right now is overall the Minnesota Vikings are ranked higher. These are these are PFF metrics, by the way. Um, I just pulled this up. Um, 
So look, is the <laughs> problem is this is our offense is ranked thirtieth, their offense is ranked fifth. And regardless of whether our defense is better, their defense is better, or how bad each are, and I think ours is hobbled so much by injury at this point. Yeah. The problem is, is that the gap between those two is not as big as the gap between the two offenses. Um, their passing game is just efficient right now. The uh, the they're favored by the Vikings are favored by three and a half. The over under is 40 half, 45 and a half. Um, and again, this is a Kirk Cousins, a veteran after three games, Bryce Young. They're still looking at Bryce Young's two games missing that PFF does not have Dalton up there versus Cousins. But the quarterback advantage is clear at this point. And, um, and Justin Jefferson are putting in work. You might even add that Cam Akers is going to be playing for them now. Isn't that who it is? Or Austin Eckler, which is the one that got traded. Austin Eckler still injured. Then it's Cam Akers just got traded to the Vikings. I always Mm -hmm. confuse their names. So now they're adding another running back to the mix. Right? So uh, tough matchup for the Carolina Panthers. Let's go around and do our picks real quick. I've got the Vikings winning this game. I don't really have – I'm not picking the Panthers to win a game until I see them win a game. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be picking L's until they get a W. So I got it. Um, and we've skipped our picks for the last two weeks. We made that spreadsheet. We said we were going to be all good about it. We didn't do shit. Oh, yeah. We completely forgot. We've been jumbled the last two weeks. So, well, we had we'll such Bryce a Young. crazy long shows, too. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's just do this. Is anybody picking the Panthers to win this week? No. I mean, just no. because I know everybody isn't. Yeah, fuck it, dude. I'll say 23 20. Carolina. Uh, I think that if Carolina starts Andy Dalton, that we're going to lose by less. But I think regardless, we lose. All right. So we knew uh, that. Well, and by the way, literally, literally, the only reason why I say that is because the Panthers are dumb enough to win a game that we're not supposed to a couple of times every season. And I feel like, and I feel like most people are going to be predicting. Uh, the the Vikings to win this, but remember the Vikings also, just beat the Cowboys. The yeah yeah, and the Vikings also have some shit terrible luck themselves. So I would yeah. They should it. trade Kirk well, Cousins to hoping, the Jets. Hoping for a tank this season is is dumb, futile. Yeah, like like for why for, for Carolina? Why would you hope for a tank? Well, we, we would get a higher a, second round. We pick. don't have a pick next year. We have a second. Why would you hope for a tank? Seriously, well, I'm Greg, not hoping on. for a tank. Anyway, Greg, we're not talking about pick. that. We're not talking about that. Uh, no, no, we don't have to. No, no, we don't have to. I just want to add to it that part of a tank would be trying to get more picks, which means you might trade a Brian Burns or a Jeremy Chin if you were going to lose out. That's yeah. That's all that is. If, all right, what's if, your if. score? You what'd you say, Cody? What's your score? Uh, I'll say. Uh, now nah, let me go long. I'm gonna, no, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm going to bring that down. I'm saying 17 to 14 Panthers. What the fuck are you even thinking? Um, All right. I'm going to go something high. Like, I'm going 35-17 Vikings. God damn you. That was the exact same thing I was going to say. All right. (laughs) <laughs> like so we're no sympathy for you right same now thing i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> well then pick it well then say the same score that's fine i'm, I'm saying the same score yeah right. 35 what are, y'all, what are y'all saying 
35-17 Vikings. I mean, yeah, there's definitely that part of that part of me that thinks uh, okay, All right. uh, he Don't could have another yourself. Julio C- Jones C- type of moment in the in the fucking bank. Give us your um, score, and then somebody pull up the other matches for the NFC South because we do the other games too, real quick. I'm going and then we forty. Get some calls. I'm going forty nine to twenty eight. The Vikings. Holy shit, dude! We're talking about Kirk Cousins, who has the most passing yards in the NFL the most touchdowns in the NFL and the number three quarterback rated in the NFL. We're missing uh, Xavier Woods. We're missing JC Horn, potentially CJ Henderson. We're missing way too many pieces for me to just say that's going to be a brutal positive. ass. What did you say? 49 to what? He said 49, 49 to 28. 28. I got it written down. All right. Who yeah, do probably the... change my pick? Huh? Uh, the Falcons play the Jags. Oh, man, the Jags, what a disappointment. Yeah, they have team they not, are. They they have not, well, I mean, they started last year. They didn't start. I'm well picking either. the Jags here. We only we don't do scores on the other games. I'm picking the Jags. I'm I just do you Jacksonville know this? Or, it's in Jacksonville or Atlanta. Do you it's know this is Jacksonville crazy? It actually, that, no, I'm sorry. Um, it's in London. Oh, OK. It's 930 uh, Sunday. Desmond Ritter has more pass attempts and completions than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Desmond Ritter has more as a better touchdown to interception radio uh, ratio than Lamar Jackson. Who's starting the Desmond Ritter <laughs> greater than Lamar Jackson? Fucking right. Oh my God. I got the Jags. CK, what you got? Um, I got the Jags. I think this is the right game for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jack, Jack, Jacks. Okay, I'm gonna go Falcons in. Uh, just the contrarian. So contrarian. Who the Saints got? Catch up. Yeah, Saints are playing the Bucks. Um. Oh gosh, I'm picking the it's Saints in, in New Orleans. Yeah, Saints for me. Uh, now I don't know. Is Derek Carr playing? It's still week to week. They they haven't given a. What did he do? Sure. Wrong? What happened he's to him? A, he's got a strained AC joint and was right on his throwing shoulder. Ooh. Well, guess what? I still think they win with Jameis. Who are they going to get the The Bucks. Tampa Bay. Are they in Tampa Bay or New Orleans? No, it's no, in, New Orleans. in New Orleans. I don't. That, that's going to be. That's a tough one to pick right now. All right, uh, y'all. I'm going to call Saints. All right. So. Yeah, I. You yeah, got to pick it, CK. You can't say it's tough. You got to pick. I'm it. gonna. I got. I, I'm sorry. I have to go Bucks. All right, fine. Okay. You don't have to apologize for your pick. Uh, yeah, Saints. All right, and that's it, right? Boom. That's it. Okay, uh, can we take a call? Uh, oh, actually, you know what? Before we do take a call, don't forget the show is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped.com, promo code PANTHERS. Gets you 20% off your order. Folks, NFL Times here. You got to keep your life ready and prepared at any moment for a victory. And that victory could come at any day, any time. And you don't want to be an unshaven. Chewbacca. I, yeah, Chewbacca, barbarian. It's just trying to think of something that wasn't going to be like ridiculously. Putting upsetting. a Furby in your pants, man. Come right. on. Don't want your thingaling looking like a little baby bird perched on a nest, like a overgrown nest. You're like, why did that bird get so much stuff around its nest? <laughs> that nest is overprepared. Instead, you have to overprepare and be a big eagle that soars, a hawk that attacks. Be ready. A bald eagle, a bald eagle, right? Well, I mean, 
You can be a bald eagle and not have any nicks or scrapes or burns or bruises. It could smell great because you have the crop preserver. You have the ball deodorant. You have a wonderful clothing line that you walk outside and everybody's like thinking about your balls the whole time because it says manscaped on the back. Your balls will thank you. And then they go, oh, I bet you he's got beautiful balls. And then you go, you know what else is beautiful? This wonderful toiletry bag I got from Manscaped. Because all these products are beautiful. Manscaped.com, promo code Panthers, gets you 20% off plus free shipping. Don't be unprepared. Soar like a hawk. Attack. Attack. Be prepared. Don't be a little baby bird in a nest. Fly out of the nest and seize the day. Manscaped.com, promo code Panthers. Cody Light, let's take a call. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like. Hey, man. It's Lou from Fort Myers. I know it's the third time I call. You know, it's like sometimes when you take a dump, you uh, feel like I got one in me. All right. Well, you know what? I'm playing them out of order, bro, because I got to take a leak, and this is a three-minute call, so I'm safe. Hey, man. It's Lou from <laughs> Fort Myers. I know it's the third time I call. You know, it's like sometimes when you take a dump, and you feel like I got one in me. You got to go run back to the toilet and then take it again? All right, bro. I, I just felt like I got one more call in me. It's okay if y'all play it or y'all don't play it. But listen... Man, in my heart, man, hear me out. In my heart, man, I feel like just by not play calling, I feel like they are more confident with Andy Dolan than they are with Bryce Young. If, like Bryce Young had a super vanilla offense, and that that right there just says enough for me. Realistically, that just says enough for me. If they are more confident than Andy Dolan to open up the playbook, Give them some plays. And then they are with Bryce Young. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Like I said, I'm not going to eat my words. I think Bryce should sit. I think Bryce should sit, learn from Dalton. Every great quarterback was once a backup. Brady had Bledsoe. Rodgers had Favre. Love had Rodgers. Shit, even Patrick Mahomes had Alex Smith. Every great quarterback that had a was a backup at a point of time. And I feel like this, that learning on the job shit ain't flying, bro. It is not flying. Man, y'all can get on me for all these takes. But listen, fire Scott, Scotty too hottie, whatever you want to call him, because he got cold feet. I don't know what the hell going on. Right? I'm saying it now. You get him off. Fucking him, him and Bryce Young. I'll say this. Him and Bryce Young is giving me Matt Rule vibes. Motherfucking Matt Rule vibes. And I, well, why you say Bryce Young? Go watch the fucking uh, interviews. Please go watch them. Talk about, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? No, Bryce Young, I don't know what you mean. I don't know what, what do you mean you can't put up points. You, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I don't know what you mean, Bryce Young. And that right there shows me 
It's a lack of confidence. You don't, you are not confident in yourself. I go up in the stand and say some blasphemous shit before I say, you know what I mean? Try to have them relate to me. I'm the press conference. I don't play football. It, it, it's got to be something. It's either the coaching where they don't trust Bryce enough to make, because if you let him play through the season and he looks bad, y'all going to shit on him. Oh, he's a horrible quarterback, this and that, instead of giving him time to develop. Give him some time. That's all I'm saying. I don't think I'm a Bryce Young hater. I, I agree with most of what that caller says, to be truly honest with you. The only thing I disagree with is, like, the we Bryce Young part. Well, no, it's not even the Bryce, it's not even the Bryce Young part. Well, no, I, just the caller was I, saying sit Bryce Young. I truly think that if we sit Bryce behind Danny Dalton, that it's going to be better for him. I don't think Bryce is a bust. I really don't. I just don't think he's ready quite yet. Can you I know? be honest with you? If If our offensive line... Is it going to be this bad? I would rather put Andy Dalton behind it than Bryce. Knowing that Bryce, whether you love him or hate him, Bryce Young is going to be the guy for at least the next three to four years. Right. Right. They're going to build around him. If so you're going to be playing, if, it if it's, you're, it's whatever, if you're going to be years. playing, they paid if you're going to be playing offensive line roulette where you don't know who's going to be playing guard, you, you hope Austin Corbett comes back and makes a difference. But, you know, why put your your young, undersized quarterback out there and throw him out to the Wolves just to ruin his development even further? And again, I'm going to say something, and Greg is going to take this as me defending Bryce. Uh, I'm not trying to defend or go against anyone. It's just a matter of truth. A quarterback's final year in college – before they're drafted, dude, they really don't get time off. They finish their final year in college. They immediately go into preparing for the combine, preparing for their pro day, preparing for the draft. Then they get a little bit of time off. Then they go into training camp. Then they have a whole nother season of professional football, which is, by the way, a longer season than they ever played in college football as well. It's a tall order, and there's a reason why a lot of rookie quarterbacks struggle in the NFL just because, man, the the past year for them has just been a murderer's row of schedule and what they're required to do. So, again, that, but Greg, the only thing I'm saying is that there isn't, um, it's not insanity to even say at this point in time that maybe you do let Andy Dalton out there and give him more of an opportunity while you're figuring things out on your offensive line. You know, that's the, you know, you know what is if we would have said all those things, Greg wouldn't have been talking all this shit because well, what Greg's really we're shit. the ones that pushed Greg <laughs> to this position. We made him like a, you did a yes, desperate brat in a corner or, or squirrel of trying to fight his way out. Right about everything he's saying. But okay. And the point is, is that like, the problem that Greg started, the reason he took the shovel out and started digging the trench was because we acted like none of that mattered. Exactly. Thank you. Yes, sir. Exactly. Well, to, and to Greg's point, that's what he was billed at. He was the guy that is. Well, we're part of that problem, Cody. We're part of that problem. 
Okay, we're we're part of Put the problem. Put us as part of the no, media. No, 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 but we're not. We're Even not big, We're not a bigger problem than literally every other it's analyst that's worth their their weight and salt, saying that Bryce Young has the mentality and the fortitude of a veteran. That there's no offense that's big. That's too big for him to be able to learn. That when you have that leads. kind of narrative, it's only inevitable that you're going to have people like Greg that are saying, "Well, this isn't." what we signed up for. This is not the bill of goods that we were sold. That was supposed to be better than the bigger, stronger CJ Stroud and the bigger, stronger Anthony Richardson. I'm not even saying that I agree with those takes, but I understand why people might think the way that Greg does right now. I'm still excited by Bryce. I still think it's going to be the right pick down the road. I want it to be the right pick down the road. Mm -hmm. I will say that I, you know, me is like, I will it just every week. You guys sold me a different player on the way to the draft. I do have a type and my type is these big, wonderful black quarterbacks like Anthony Richardson and Cam Newton. So I was open to that. The problem here is this, and this is what the BBQ yeah, BBQ, yeah, that's BBQ. my type. That's my type. That's my favorite BBQ, porn tag. BBQ, The problem is this: is that when you have a guy like Anthony Richardson or CJ Stroud, where you say there's going to be a developmental curve, and then you and then you say Bryce doesn't have the developmental curve, and it turns out he does have the developmental curve, it makes it. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Is that it was the problem is, is that they overhyped him and we got to stop. You know, they did the same shit about Alex Smith. Well, but I want to Bryce Young is Alex Smith, but shorter. He is the exact same player. And you, did, you, made, you made that comparison a long time. Thank ago. you for remembering it. For someone who says they don't like receipts every now and then, I do. Yeah, like to you like to like, drop oh, your own receipts. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, is shit. that the idea is this, is that Alex Smith, it was Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers in the same draft. And, you know, Alex Smith ended up turning out to be a very good quarterback. Not a great, but a good quarterback. Right. But it wasn't with the team that drafted him. I think it was the third team he had. Uh, right, he, he was the 49ers, then he went to Kansas City, right? Yeah, and he made the playoffs with him and Andy Reid. Where we can he was the quarterback that uh Patrick Mahomes sat behind. Yes, so the point that I'm trying to make is that look, is this is what analysts get paid to do. This is and and to bring this to ECU because you guys, of course, came on this podcast to listen to my alma mater who sucks. But they did shut out a team this week, which was necessary. They should have because they're not an FBS. They're a whatever the team below the league below Gardner Webb. But they beat them like 34 to nothing. They needed to. But the crazy part about this whole scenario is for the ECU Pirates is that there's this quarterback that they recruited four years ago, five years ago. His name's Mason Garcia. He's out of South Carolina, somewhere in South like Myrtle Beach or something. He's 6'5", 250. He is the highest graded recruit at quarterback that the team has ever had in their history. He's like a four-star. Like, we've never had – we get three-star recruits, right? We That's what our team does. We get three-star recruits, and they turn out to be five-star players, like Chris Johnson, Linville Joseph, 
Jeff Garrard. Like, I mean, they just outplay what people thought they were going to be. Mason Garcia was the highest recruit that we ever had in the stars. What's that stupid high school site? Um, I don't know. Yeah. And they're the ones that rank all that. He had that. Yeah. Yeah. And so the point that is, is that when you have a 24 seven media cycle, when you have a million people trying to make takes and manufacture takes manufacture discussion in the off season, think about how hard it was for us times to just like, be like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? Well, I mean, and this, this is my, the point being is this, is they saw six, five, two fifty. They saw this, this, and this, and they check these and they go, Oh, best recruit ever. And I think sometimes we get too in, in, enraptured too fascinated by just those people that said they said the same people said the same shit about Matt rule the same people there's so many people that have been like this and we just take it as gospel the problem for Bryce Young is is the gospel really is hindering him because if he doesn't just exceed that and look like a pro caliber player from day one he didn't meet their billing but cj stroud is surprising you right now well and it you know can it, it, it also he's over it he's excel over but it also goes to trust <laughs> your own eyes right so these two things are not opposed to one another i'm a believer that bryce can still be a good player but any longtime listener or a, a c3 fan who has been listening to us for over a year now knows that pretty much to a T all of us before the draft occurred, all of us were on team CJ Stroud. That he was bigger, that he was a little bit stronger. He had a better touch on his deep ball. And we all really liked his ability to, to do some things down the field. I kind of compared him to like a Joe Burrow when I watched him on film. And then another thing is, you hear this about the S2 test. And remember, he only scored an 18 points compared to Bryce Young's 99 points. And that was the issue I took it, I took with it at the time. Uh, now you're not talking about football anymore. Now you're talking about some dumb test that literally has fuck all to do with football. And by the way, it was built to evaluate baseball players but now all the all, well, I don't all, even all, think all you have to sudden, negate that. I think you new, have to come back. No, it was the new Wonderlick test that everybody was using to but judge. Go back to this: is that scores were leaked, Cody? But like, let's put some even more context. I'm actually going to support you on this in a in a case, and this is for someone that loves to make fun of people that do that take terrible score tests. I've been talking about Maurice Claiborne. In his 16 on the wonder lit, like the whatever he had, it was so bad. It was like you, it's like basically if you take the SAT and you only put your name in the box, you know, but the scores got leaked, right? So this was a company failure in so many ways of the right. scores that came out. And the, ve- the CEO or the company that runs the S2 test came out and he said, first of all, he said, look, CJ didn't want to take the test. He had been on like a 24, like a two day campaign of media blitz and he took it at 10 o'clock and he ended up retaking it. So, you know, there's always caveats and context to things. 
Sure. So look, is the truth is generally somewhere in the middle. It's probably look is the it's tr- it's going to be a fact and truth that Bryce Young did better on this test. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to read it. I want to read this off, and I'm gonna pass the mic to Bat Daddy and see. Okay. Uh, CJ Stroud, as of right now, uh, is the new favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year at, wow. um, at minus three ten, uh, and also CJ Stroud is the first player ever with 900-plus passing yards, four-plus passing touchdowns, and zero interceptions in his first three starts. So we can do all the what-ifs, put, put C.J. Stroud on the Panthers, put Bryce on the Texans, do all the what-ifs. Facts of the facts, right now, the best rookie quarterback in the NFL is C.J. Stroud. I need to ask, did JP, did I call Stroud a dummy? Mm. He said, "Call Stroud a dummy." No, I think he meant just in general. People were saying that, "Oh, Stroud's dumb. He scored an 18 on the test. Must be dumb." As oh, by the way, Ohio State quarterback. Ohio State oh, quarterback never done, worked done. out. All these different tropes, and people continue. Also, to get three no, games no, people, in, look, too. Yeah, people look. continue to people continue to scout the helmet, and not the player that they're actually watching on the football field. Now, look, I made this comparison. You can go pull the tape when we when we were talking about this S two test, and I said that I even brought up CK about how good he is at, at Call of Duty because he's good. He's right. real good. I want to play with him again. He's real good, but I don't think those skills transfer necessarily to real life combat happening. or football. Just anything. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. You're talking about a, an actual <laughs> virtual skill relating to yeah. I don't get it. You didn't get it. You talk. I I said. I said at the beginning that the the S two score does not matter. We've seen tons of players not do well in these wonder licks and everything else, and play great in the NFL. I want to see what I see on the field. What I've seen is only college stats going into the season, which is why I says uh, CJ was a better pick. Now that we've seen a few games, I can say that I feel like I was right about that pick. I think now he may not have done as well in Carolina, but that's a big what if. That, that's the same kind of what if as Seattle being a better defense. Than, you know what than we say about worst ifs defense around he, yeah, exactly. Parts, and if a, yeah. and if a frog had a gender, glass ass, Greg's going to gender change before you know it. So, uh, no. Can we, CK, you got something you're dying to say, or can we go to the next? Let's one? go on. Yes, yeah, go on. Thank you. What's up, C3? It's Anthony from Charlotte. Hope y'all are having a good Tuesday. Um, just wanted to call in, maybe give my thoughts on this upcoming game. Um, I'm actually going to the game with my, my father because uh, he's a Vikings fan. Um, haven't been to a game since, obviously, last season. Um, Dope. Have fun, brother. Yeah, I hope we can pull out the win. We'll see what happens. Uh, the Vikings have gotten the better of us over the past two times we played them. It's going to be an interesting one. Um I really don't know um, what we should expect. Uh, I hope Bryce Young plays. I really don't want to sit there and watch Andy Dawn. Why? You don't watch um, offense move? Yeah. Ball I mean, the field? I think we have to we, – we're built to stop the pass. I mean, at least that's what I think the defense is supposed to be. And the Vikings are good against the pass. So we'll honestly see what happens. Um, we need to win this week, though. It's very, very hard to – convince a fan base um 
after an 0-4 start that we can get anywhere. It's like near impossible. I don't think a team has ever started 0-4 and, and made the playoffs. Um, hmm. So we, we have to we have to win. There's no excuses. Frank Wright, I want to see better execution from you. I want to see this offensive line not get their ass beat. We, we are giving up way too many pressures, man. Missing Corbett and Brady Christensen is really, really hurting us, and it's really showing. So for all the people that say, like, you know, Brady Christensen wasn't that big of a loss. Yes, he was. Zavala's not playing good right now. I know he's a rookie. Um, but, yeah, we need to win. I hope we see Bryce. Haven't gotten an update on him. Yeah, I just I, – I don't want to see the red rifle. I really don't. I don't think fans do either. It's just – like, you know what the season is. It's about Bryce Young's development. And with Andy Dalton out there, it's like I just don't really care that much. <laughs> like, obviously, I'm still going to cheer for the team and stuff, but it's just not that entertaining to me. Um, if we win, then yeah, it'll be great. Um, but yeah, I do want to see Bryce. I hope um, I hope we can establish some type of run game. You know, like Seattle was not good against the run or the pass. They stuffed our run game. Minnesota has gotten run all over this season. Run all over. We we need to we need to run the ball. We need to get first downs. We need to put up points. Brian Burns, last thing, you better freaking show up. Because your disappearance has been felt. And I saw Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard cook second-string tackles last night. Anthony from Charlotte keep motherfucking pounding, boys. I think, uh, one, Bryce Young not playing would make for Greg having very little say on this podcast. <laughs> Psych. I'm just teasing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, the other thing is I... If you're not, if if you are completely underprepared for the NFL, then I could see sitting. I think the best way for Bryce to get better from week to week is to play. Unless, like people were talking about, where the O-line is an actual threat to his safety. If it's that bad, then you might have a ethical dilemma at hand or a, not a moral ethical, it's not a, a cost of investment dilemma of, is it worth it? Are you getting enough on each rep to risk the long-term health of a guy? Is it, you know, that bad and untenable? I don't know if the line is that untenable. They did play terrible against the Seahawks and they have progressively gotten worse each week. So that's one thing. Um, I just don't see how Bryce Young particularly if your go-to skill set is in your head, right? Like if your main attribute is you just being the most prepared, the best studier, this and that, then I think it's just getting in the game and, and learning pro speed and pro moments. And I think the best way you learn is by playing. Mm. And I don't think the NFL anybody has the patience for that at, at really anymore. I think that's a thing of the past is I think holding on to the idea that Patrick Mahomes sat a year is an easy cherry pick because you know, Patrick Mahomes became great. Right. The idea of a guy sitting behind a year and then getting another developmental year. And then you don't figure the pay. We don't have the patience for that. Frank Wright and then will not be around for year three. You don't think so? They won't. I think I think it's really 
it depends on how good or how much how good year two is. But I think this is I think what teams gave three and four years in the past has turned into two and three years. Yeah, I think yeah, but I just want to add this. Accelerated. I'm I'm gonna add this and then pass the mic. Uh, my guy Pop uh, from Black Cat says uh, Cam didn't get to sit because his old line was trash. It's true. It's true. And and you know, well, my thing Cam is, was also the best player on the team from yeah, day one. He was. He was. And, and my thing is, better than Steve Smith. It, he yes. Won. Yeah. Steve Smith was on the shelf until Cam came around. People thought Steve okay. Smith was done until Steve. But, like, I would say, look, is Cam also had one of the greatest college careers in the history of college football? Like, that mug just steamrolled. And remember, he didn't even have training camp. They had a lockout. That motherfucker, this is, and this is what I always argued. I know people don't want to hear me talk about Cam. Um, What I always argued about Cam was this, is for the people that didn't love him, is that you would miss him when he was gone. It's like, is that, okay, yeah, he missed that pass. He did things imperfectly. You know, he was not the perfect quarterback at times. Right. But he's the guy I want. Like, it's just this. is Sometimes we always think about, it's almost like when you're in a marriage and your wife is just talking about all the shit you don't do. And then it, it gets to the moment, and then you get a divorce, and then you go, oh, fuck. I understand that person was flawed, but they helped my life. Yeah. Cam helped my life. Oh, yeah, man. He helped my life, motherfuckers. And more than uh, going 0 3 has helped my life. Let's go to the next call. Hey, guys, it's C3 Coach Curry. Yesterday I called and I was uh, a little under the influence, so I wanted to call back today. Um, not as much. Uh, irritated or frustrated about the game and our team. Um, so I just wanted to say, like, Adam Seelan, a well, I think he's like 33, 33-year-old slot receiver, having a 100-plus yard receiving game and a tutty. Like, that man played his ass off. So at the end of the day, in no circumstances in the NFL, today's 33-year-old slot receiver be your best receiver. And it just, I mean, like, it could happen in a game, but overall, throughout these three games, he's looked our best and he's looked our most reliable. But there again, I mean, at the most, it's like, what, slants, low out routes, maybe something over the middle? You know what I mean? Like, our shots downfield are barely there. But that's just one point. Like, we need more targets. We need more weapons for whatever quarterback is starting for our team in the future. Um, and then the discipline on the O-line, like, man, I played freshman and sophomore football. Like, I was a DB and a slot receiver. And I'm not saying I know a whole lot about football, but I know you just don't fucking move until that fucking ball is snapped. That is just them losing discipline and losing focus on the fucking line. Like that, that's all that is. Regardless of the snap count, use your peripheral vision to make sure that ball is moving or not fucking moving. That's just ridiculous. That is fucking beyond me. But I know we're probably going to, at some point, clean house. I don't know who we would give away and what we would get for giving anyone away. 
trading anyone. I think our best value right now, to be honest, is Frankie Louvu, and I would want to keep him. I want to keep Derek Brown. Burns, I mean, he's asking for top dollar and not performing. Like, we have a couple of pieces that we could trade, but detrimental to the team to lose. But, I mean, the coaching staff, Frank Wright, I mean, is you, you guys brought in the offensive coordinator, let him do his job, let him make the plays. Other than that, I mean, we just need to make building decisions for the future and get rid of a win-now mentality with a brand-new team that has absolutely no chemistry. I think we just got to plan for the future, do things right. I mean, whatever right is in the fucking Panther world, but... Kev, you're not my kid, so be quiet about this 27 points. Go back and what? The last seven points He's come in. No, 20. Oh, come on. But y'all no, give Bryce points. Young credit for the last seven I'm points. I'm not giving Bryce. I, I didn't mention his name, Mo. I did not mention his name. I didn't give him no credit, Greg. Okay. I'm saying this is All that right. was not the seven points at the end. The game is two scores. They're two scores ahead. Right. It's a. It's it's way out of hand. There's no, no thing. I, I want to come back to this, though. Um is JP says they can't sit Bryce. That'll be the front office admitting that they were wrong about him. I think it's even more than that. I think it's not that just that they were wrong about the front office. I think it's very similar to the conversation we had about if Frank Wright was to give the play calling over to Thomas Brown. Hmm. It's just too early, too quick to where you just say panic. You know what I'm saying is like, is that this coaching staff said we're going to Bryce early in the training. I mean, it was the second day of training camp, I think. Right. Wasn't it that quick? The second day of training camp or even before training camp, like, right. It made it, it seem like there was never a competition. That right. it's which is fine. It, no, I mean, but do. if it's fine to say this is that we think that not only it's not that he just gives us the best chance to win today, but we think this is best for the team and the team development and for his development, the most time in camp, the most reps to this. That's why I go in and sit in Bryce right now only to give him now protection from failure is a problem. I think the team needs to adopt a motto. I think our fans need to adopt a motto of we just need to get better next week than we were this past week. If that's a W, then that's a W. If that's not having six fault starts from our left tackle, that's not having six fault starts from our tackle. Like, can we improve in our run game? Can we incrementally improve from week to week to week to week? Because this is the problem. The idea of anytime somebody messages in, and I don't, and thank you for your message and your calls and all of that, but it's like, would we be better with, with Andy Dalton, or not Andy, with uh, Wilkes and... Um, what's his name? Who was our the backup quarter? Walker, Sam Darnold. Uh, Sam Darnold. Is that? I think those are all short term questions. Is that like the question is like is is do you think that well, Andy Dalton is better next week than Bryce Young is? Then I mean that's a legitimate conversation to have. But if the question is just to win one game, that's a short sighted view to me. I think this is that, and that's why I didn't want to back into the playoffs last year is I thought this is that like in the end, that doesn't bring the true growth that you need. 
And we need real sustainable growth. And to me right now, for myself on this podcast, you can call it moving the goalposts, you can whatever. I'm saying this is I just want the team to look better next week than they looked right. last week. And but, I don't think they really look better last week than they did the week before. I think they just look differently bad. Right. But I do want to say this, though, Tony. And I said this last week, and I'm going to continue to reiterate this point. Just like the Panthers did with Cam Newton, where we had this mindset of, oh, dude, he's six foot five, 245 pounds, and can run around and make magic. And we knew that about him. So then the Panthers decided to overly depend on this trait until they ran him into the ground. Likewise, I think Bryce Young's Achilles heel is that he came in with this billing of he's ready right now. There's no offense that's too big for him. That he is a starter. He is the smartest quarterback that so many great coaches have ever been around. And because of that, they feel like he is so advanced that there is no way that he could have the type of rookie hiccups that yeah. he's seeing right now. And, and that only and, added and, and, to the hype that was even right, before he took so like a, became a you, part of a team. Right. So like whenever you say, oh well, you know, you know, we were we were the ones that were perpetuating this. Well, yeah, in, in part because everyone was. Yes. Everyone, yeah, I'm just saying we're part I don't want to just give ourselves I want culpability in it right is all now. I'm saying. I'm right. just saying this is I don't want to say, oh, someone else sold this to me. I didn't buy. Like, I'm being culpable for my part in jumping to that, right? Is yeah. like, and part of it for me, and I'll just be damn honest, is just I told you I'm in a quarterback desert wishing and wanting and loving. And so, what do you, what do you latch on with the guy who's not the biggest, the strongest, and the fastest? You latch on to those things the right there. Those the are the things place. that you have to say yeah. that are awesome. And that's where I'm saying is that like the with it when it comes to Stroud and Richardson, there is a grace period. Look, if we would have taken Richardson, number one, and we started equally as bad, and he looked Equal like and nothing and Anthony Richardson, there was no real argument that he was Stroud's looking better over there, Bryce Young's looking better wherever the fuck he ended up. There would be a longer leash of grace from all of us because we expected the growing pains. We would say he was, that's what's gonna come. It's not about right now, it's about getting him into the you know. And so the problem is, is that timeline was is is accelerated for Bryce Young because that's his skill set. So his leash is longer on that case. And that and anyway, so I want to read uh, two yeah, please, two super please. chats, uh, two super chats real quick. Uh, White Chocolate Espresso being an asshole for a dollar ninety nine. Maybe Bryce uh, should have went to that party with CJ. By the way, I still I still stand by my original I statement. I was that, I'm right. not going unless you've fucking proven something in the NFL. Now CJ might have a reason to go to a white party, dude. So shut the hell up. Muscles Marinara, Paisan with the five dollars, says Bryce Krispy Treats played two games with all new everything, and some of you want to pull the plug. You fucking, fucking guys. guys. You fucking guys. All You're right, let's go to the next guys. call. Hey guys, it's two three coach Curry. This That's is the same. that same one. Hey guys, it's two three coach Curry. Just want to finish my thought. Just saying, there's a better way of doing things. 
and rebuilding and actually endure the fucking rebuild instead of trying to rush something year after year and present seasons rather than actually, you know, taking on a rebuild. Like, next year, we obviously don't have a first round. We're going to have to run, like, roll with Andy Dalton and Bryce. Get Bryce good, good training. Get him in there with Andy Dalton having these work sessions and actually obtain something for, from the veteran that we brought in to help coach him up and rebuild around Bryce. Keep some key players that we know are set stone pieces for like our O-line or our defensive line or our receiving group. We know we have Adam Thielen for, I think, what it's like three years. But I don't know, man. It's just... We just tend to rush, 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 win, 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 when, you know, at the time being, that option's not really there. So we'll see what we do over this next offseason or we do anything before trade deadline. Uh, injuries are killing us right now. It's all about just keeping a positive mindset. Yeah, it sucks. And, yeah, I guess David Tepper is dropping the ball. Frank Wright's dropping the ball. Scott Spitter, man. Every time I hear that name, I just want to fucking cry. Dude, like, Matt Rule is rolling in his fucking Nebraska grave right now, bro. Like, he is a shit coach for both now. He's so happy and, right uh, now. And going back to uh, college, he, they, he's looking at yeah. what we've done as an organization, and he's just, it's a joke. And that man's still getting paid. That's oh, frustrating. Mm. Our run game's terrible. I think we need to implement uh, Hubbard Moore, I guess they're using Miles Sanders as a more of a pass catching back. I mean, week one, Hubbard looked more efficient on the ground anyways. Maybe throwing Chenault. We just need to, you know, it's not going to be a winning season, so just plan to make these guys better as a team. Like, plan to make Bryce a more confident NFL quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to the playoffs. We're not going to the Super Bowl. Like, plan to make this team better now and build around what you plan on keeping through the next season, long-term. Not fucking next year. We're not winning the chip next year or the year after. We fucking rebuild. And if somewhere along that rebuild we do go far, then we've made good progress. I don't know, boys. Keep fucking pounding, boys. I love the podcast. Keep doing your thing. I'm never budging from my position about Matt Rule. I will never change my mind um, unless he just turns out to win national championship and then go back. To, I, I know he's, he's the a problem. The sad part to me though, that just hurts my soul is when people can call in and say, it wasn't this bad with Matt rule. Not that that caller no, did that. And, and, and how Tony, about this? All y'all motherfuckers thing. that talk shit about Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera never. But Tony, I was literally about to say. Out. They got blown out 36 to Right, but Tony, but. I was about to say, people did the same shit with Ron Rivera and Matt Rule, and it pissed me off then. Because Matt Rule was so fucking terrible, everybody was like, oh, we shouldn't have fired Ron Rivera. No, yes, we fucking should have. It's just that Matt Rule shouldn't have been the guy that followed him up. Now we might very well be saying that about Frank Wright or Frank Wright at some point in time. However, it doesn't mean that Matt Rule was better or would have been a oh, better I know it's option. Not. I'm not I'm saying just you. Saying I'm this. saying is that imagine there are those this start that are with Matt Rule. I would have 
fucking burned down Bank of America. Yeah. If we would have kept, think about this. If Matt Rule would have stayed around for one more year, we made the same exact move and we looked this bad, I would just be fucking. That's the problem that's harder for me. And this is why I get mad. This is why would Greg's irritate me with the Bryce shit. Because to me, I thought that regardless of the Bryce part, just the implementation of this staff should have made the team like CK was saying at the very beginning of the show, not so much better, but capable, Mm -hmm. just capable. And I don't know. I think this, you know what we're going to have to end up probably doing at the end of the day is just say, remember how we used to suck off on Phil snow in the beginning and be like, he's the best coach on the team. Ajiro Evero best coach on the team. Our defensive coordinator is the best coach on the base, team. Can, can I ask you, Tony, based on what? They gave up 37 points yesterday. You, oh, God, you really want to argue about this? I will argue I, about well, it. I do. Our I mean, you're making a point. I just want to ask. In like, the the defense lacks talent. The defense okay, really overall lacks talent. They're not a talented group of people. On top of that, there's injury after injury on that. And on top of that, it wasn't until this game that they gave over like 20 points. Okay. So let he's me, let making, me uh, he's, he's doing what I expected Frank Reich to do on the offensive side, which is not be the greatest thing in the history of the world, but to take pretty good players and make them better. Well, okay. So let me ask. So injuries, missed tackles are coaches' fault, but, or excuse me, not injuries, injury, uh, missed tackles and whatever else you want to say, a defensive guy does bad. Penalties are a coach's fault, but injuries are not. When did I ever say any of those things? You have, I have been argued against no, multiple times. I mean, like, let's talk about right now. Inju- when have I said that? that? I just said this, Greg. I said this. I said that the best coach on the team right now is the defensive coordinator. He had the least talented group of players, and they're playing better than they should. You lost your starting you lost your starting linebacker. Then you lost your second linebacker. You lost this. And you know what is the guys that are coming in? It goes this is the defense has not been like, yes, in this game, they had trouble against an offense that is very prolific. It's not, no, we're not the first team that's had trouble with fucking the Seattle offense this season. When I came into this season, I thought that the better talented side of the football was the offense. Okay. And I've been consistent in saying this throughout the first two weeks. I don't know what I'm saying in week three. You saw me. I was in a, I was off a jumping off a cliff in the, in the post game in the last one, but the defense has been pleasantly surprising to me. The sure. first part. And I think part, he's been the best the coach on the team. First half of the, of, of the game, the defense is good, and then the yeah. second half—it's the same old—it's the same old thing. The okay, offense, but who's been a offense, better coach on the team? No, 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 no doubt. But I'm saying both of those things can be true. That the defense hasn't looked particularly great yet. They can zero ever can still have the most evidence for being the best coach. Even right, if that's right. Not I'm not saying it fucking lights out. And, but how about this, James Campbell? 
We said James. I, you know, I got so pissed over the Rivera years. Who was the guy that everybody just fucking loved? Who was our offensive line coach? Uh, he went on to Washington uh, with John Matsko. Matsko, yeah. Just oh, we got the best fucking O line coach in the league. And I was like, well, why the fuck does our offensive line always suck? A, you know what? Yeah. That's how I always was. It's just like, why are they so bad? Oh, James Campen, James Campen, James Campen. This offensive line, sorry. And I'm not going right. to blame it on him. I'm not going to blame it on him because the players, Greg, are the people that do it. They're the ones that make the mistakes. They're the ones that don't make the tackles. They're the ones that make the errors. But I'm just saying, if you look at any unit right here, what unit has overperformed? Has it been the wide receiver group? Nope. Has it been the offensive line? Nope. Has it been the quarterback? Nope. Has it been the – no. It's been the defense as a whole. They performed right. best, but they haven't overperformed. They left 37 Thanks, points last week, Tony. Okay. 37 points. This is not what I'm saying. Like you, can, you, you can say that they did good, but that's not good. I didn't say they did good. What did I say? Well, I you said, said that Ajiro Evero was the best coach on our team so far. That's what I said, Greg. Next call. Did I not say that, CK? You did. You did. What did I say? Did did I say that the defense had been lights out? No. Okay. Next call. Yo, yo. This Lou from Fort Myers, a.k.a. Louis Vert in the chat, or Lou Dove in the chat. You be saying, listen, I'm calling because y'all gave me me some outrageous, outrageous looks when I said that Andy Dalton take. That Andy Dalton take, and I came here because I kept my receipt. I know Cody wasn't there last week, but Greg was the one who agreed with me, and I'm going to say it again. I'm going to give you all this proposal one more time. Listen, I say we put Bryce Young benching for half a year. Let him learn under Dalton because something's clicking for Dalton that it's not clicking for Bryce Young. Y'all can say they opened up the playbook way more. Whatever, they don't have enough trust or confidence in him. But listen, don't forget the Packers picked up Jordan Love with the first round pick while they still had Aaron Rodgers. Yes, it was insulting to Aaron Rodgers, but look how all that time that Jordan Love was sitting there, learning, progressing. Now look at him now. That boy smooth like butter. Smooth like butter. So I'm saying I don't want to see what happened what happened to uh Zach Wilson happened to Bryce Young. Y'all clowned on me when I said he was giving off Zach Wilson vibe. I don't want to see it happen. Like y'all say all the time, this is our quarterback. Our quarterback. Nobody else's. You know what I'm saying? I say it like this. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Personally, I could tell when an MF got that dog in him. And Bryce Young don't look like he got that dog in him. You know what I'm saying? He don't look like – I know he's from Bama, and he's not from Georgia, but he don't, he don't got that dog in him. Andy Dalton came out there ready to kill, firing on all cylinders, 60 fucking passes. I get it. It doesn't look good for the run game. But listen, if you got that much confidence to throw 60 fucking passes, go right for it. Go right for it. I told y'all, it's either a pick or a tutty. And guess what? He threw for two touchdowns. It's the first time since we've seen, like, 20 points up on the fucking board. He threw for two touchdowns. Hey, y'all can listen. My takes aren't there for now, but when you hear my take now and you reflect back on it later, you're going to be like, all right, 
he he was on to something. He he was cooking. And I dare say we should have kept well uh, Steve Wilkes, but hey, that that take was crazy back then too. My fault, my fault. I'm just trying to keep it an RN. You know what I'm saying? But hey, I just finished a, a podcast on Monday. Thank y'all so much. I'm calling in on Monday because I don't know if I'll be able to Tuesday. But uh, take care and uh, yeah. Yeah, Greg, let's talk our shit. Yeah, let's look, be real. Greg, Greg, they with you. They with you. Um, Greg, I want you to put up a poll okay. and give you some work to do. All right. Uh, which coach has lived the closest? Well, how do you? How should we word it, CK? Which coach? I, I, no, I put this. Been, which, who has been the best coach on the Carolina Panthers through three weeks? Okay, I think Reich. Yeah. It should be Reich. Evero, right? Offensive court head coach, offensive coordinator is Reich. Evero. I think Campen should be on the list. Um no, Tabor. So. Tabor, special teams. It only lets you do four. Oh, we're not gonna say it, Brown. No, you can't. I don't I don't think you could really judge it. I yeah, think that's impossible to actually assess. Yeah, with, with Frank calling plays, I think that, that that's one of those things that's like next to impossible, um, which is unfair to Thomas Brown. But I, I just I can't, can't personally say that I see a difference. I can't tell you that what, what Thomas Brown has made a difference for our organization because I really don't know what he's doing. Right, right. Um, all right, let's so go. Reich, Evero, Campen, who else? I guess it's Tabor. I almost feel like it should be either the tight ends coach or the, the way, wide you also receiver don't coach. Ha- you also don't have to put four. You can put okay. no. I, I just reckon Ebro. I don't. I do say. feel like it's kind of throwing a position coach under the bus. Well, I mean, you might as well just do right, uh, ranking Ebro because no one's going to say okay. any other player. Oh, you're right. Was, you're right. You know, yeah. I'm just I'm, what I'm trying, I guess, to get to and saying you're right. You're absolutely right. But like we could talk about the tight end group being terrible right now. We could talk about um, the wide well, receiver. Okay, you know what I mean? Like it, those it, it, position it, it, groups. But even then, it's not really a great argument because if okay. we were to say no, because even if we were to say, okay, well, the you know the the cornerback coach, well, God, these dudes are playing terrible. The corner coach must be terrible. Right. We got to leave Kevin off. We have all these injuries and all these different things like. There's only so much you can do to overcompensate. Right, yeah, then take camping off. Uh, I would just right. do Reich and Everett. Like it. Not, yeah. All right, and this is the second call. So I want to get on everybody who was getting on the wide receivers, dog. I've been telling y'all, each one of these dudes specialize in certain things. You can't ask. You can't ask Adam, Adam Thielen to be a speedster because that's not who he is. Let him play his role in, in the personnel. Let him play his role. When you got people not playing their roles, like YGM going to deflect the fucking pass? Come on, bro. That's where you start to look shit. Let the personnel do what they supposed to do. Man, I could have... Man, give me the damn playbook. I cooked some shit up. I cooked some shit up. But, no, nah, like I said, these wide receivers, they playing how they put playing, bro. Look at Andy Dalton numbers, bro. I know it took almost damn 60 passes to get there, but hey, bro, don't tell me it can't be done. It's the wide receivers. It's, not, it's the wide receivers. No. I say it like this. 
and everybody, every football player, every football coach, every GM, and every owner should know this. It starts in the trenches. It starts in the trenches. I don't give a fuck. Where, look at the Eagles. What makes the Eagles so good? They trench. Defensive and offensive trench. They unbeatable. They, they are scary side. You don't want to go see them. Look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady always had a good career. You know why? Because he had a good line. That's where it starts. It starts in the trenches. We don't need to be looking for wide receivers. We don't need to be looking at for uh, defensive backs. Yes, we do, but I say we start with the trench first. We start with the trench, especially how Icky is playing. God, where were all these Lee, people bro. six months nah, ago, eight months ago? You got to that ago. boy in the guard. He is not a tackle. I'm sorry, but he is not a tackle. He'll be he'll be an all pro guard. I've and been that's saying it, bro. You got to make you got to put that ego down. But like I said, man, calling in on Monday, hope y'all Tuesday, and keep motherfucking pounding, keep pounding. Mm. Tell you one homie that's been saying this, me, and that is just draft offense. I'd be fine with us just drafting an offensive lineman in the top three every single season, not top three rounds. Like, um, and it should right, almost just round. rotate. Man. It should go first round, third round, second. First round, third round, second. Every single season. And then you just switch the defensive line in that same rotation. And then every now and then you get a skill player. Um, You, you, you can't do that with no first round picks, though, is the no, problem. No, no, no. You can't yeah. do that with no first round picks. But um, what was wild about, I saw, I heard Steve Smith. They were asking about were we wrong to think this year was going to be better or is, should we have known this is a rebuild year? And he kind of, you know, he wanted to fairway it because he's working with the Panthers, I think, and some things. But when he also brought up some great points, like he was still Steve Smith, he said, look, you drafted this year, you got a quarterback. Last year, you got a left tackle. The year before, you got that, a number one defensive tackle. You got a, not number one overall, but top 10. Right, yeah. You got a top 10 corner. You got this, you got that. You like one year you put all defensive. Like at what point are you not rebuilding? You know, it's like is to say we're in a rebuild is true because everything is different. But like that also just says none of the shit that you were building in the first place was worth anything. And I think he was trying to say, I don't think he was saying like, hey, it should be better or worse is, but like the idea, it's not like the Panthers have been picking 25. It's not like the Panthers have had the expectation of winning 12 games every season. It's not like, I mean, it's like, at what point does the building turn into, you know, it's like, like no longer longer building. Actually winning or like an actual room. Like what if somebody just comes comes out to your house and they continue to bang nails and and it's like, oh, it's almost there. And your deck never becomes a deck. Your room never Uh, becomes a room. That guy's working all the time, though. Well, remember this, too. Like Panther fans don't want to hear anything about patience. We've been patient. We've been patient for years now. We've been told that this thing is coming, that this thing is building, and it never shows up. We've had bad drafts. And the thing about it is, as much as Panther fans don't want to hear it, that's what you're going to need to have. You're going to need to have a little bit of patience. And again, I'll reiterate, Mm. I have not been a fan of Tua Tagovailoa. 
If you look at the Dolphins right now, no one is going to say that they don't have one of the scariest looking offenses in the NFL. The reason I bring them up is because that's how you're going to build around someone like Bryce. You're going to put a good offensive line around him. You're going to give him a bunch of speedsters that can affect every level of the field and get separation the proper way. And you need a play caller that's going to be able to put your offense in good scenarios to be able to attack the defense. And until we're able to do that, we're going to be having these same questions. And that doesn't happen in one year. It's no. going to take time. Shut. Stop. Stop. You have been no, on this right. show several times. I am right. and, no, you're not, because you're yes, going against what you've said in the past. Thank you. What? No, I'm not. You have said this. Yeah, you yes, you have said this is that a team can truly turn around a team in one good draft. If you do, and you it, have right. said that with the same. No, it's true. Draft. And this is what we have to do. You're right about what you just said. Is that it's going to take patience. It's going to take improving those things. But at the what I. At the end of the Matt Rule day, because he always said at the end of the day, we have to have a draft where we come out with more than one player. 100%. With more than one contributor. 100%. In our last few drafts, we've not only just had one contributor, there have been question marks about that contributor, whether it be an injury to Horn, whether it be people that didn't believe in Derek Brown at first, or whatever it is, is the thing we have to do is – and Greg, and this to your point about not having future draft picks and this and that, you're right. But what we needed to do was hit on our third round this year with Bryce. But and right now, our third round pick is not even dressing. He's a healthy scratch. He's not contributing on special teams. He's not contributing. And this is what's going to continue to lend to the Scott Fitter sucks argument. It's going to until they have a draft where they hit more than one play. Like we need a draft next year or else they're all fucking fired. Or Scott Fitter's definitely fired. He might not make it to next year, but he's definitely going to be fired next year. If they have a draft where they can't manufacture picks, despite not like get picks, but you don't have a first round pick, but you find a guy who is going to be regraded as a first. Like if he well, doesn't pick a guy at 38 who turns out to be like a just like should have gone top 10 in one year later and you got to have you can't be successful and only get one player in every draft. Right, but Tony, but another thing that you need to consider is, yes, everything that you just said is true, but you might need two of those drafts. I, I mean, I, I agree I, with that. I agree. So I mean, like I don't think saying, it's going to single right, fix it. You're going to be you, you can have one year of a really good draft that can change the trajectory of your future and provide you with some building block players. But then the next year, if you're able to continuously draft well, then you're talking about a team that has a bunch of cornerstone players at very important positions that can make up that can make something happen for you while you have a quarterback that's on a rookie. Can deal. we settle can we settle in the middle? That how about this is that to have real success in the NFL over a sustained period of times, you need to have drafts, consecutive drafts where you get more than one draft pick that hits. For so sure. every year you need to have two players that hit. 
And then some years you need to get those fucking incredible drafts where you're like, holy shit, man, we got a damn fifth round. Yeah. We and got Travis did, Kelsey in the fourth round. You need to hit some undrafted free agents. You have you to do it consecutively, though. You can't. If we just hit two starters next year, Cody, it's not enough. If we just hit, if we have an incredible draft, say you get a third, fourth, and fifth round pick, you get three starters next year. But then the following year, your draft, you get one. It's not enough. You right. have this to I'm beat, not a fan of This is why I'm not average. You got to beat the average. I'm not a fan of anymore, and I feel like it's well within our right. Even though Matt Rule was here, it is now well within our right to be able to criticize Scott Fitterer, seeing as how the last three draft classes were enacted by him. All right, we're it's pushing fair. through calls. We're we just think. pushing calls. We push, think, yeah. Push through calls. If it wasn't, Yo, what's up, C3? Calling in. Said just Louisville. Wanted to get my thoughts on the game because uh, I guess my first call got lost. It is what it is. Who cares? Um, But I tell you what, uh. I was a little surprised. Actually, no, I really wasn't. Um, Seattle's defense is probably the worst defense we've played this year. Um, the offense moved fluently. It looked like the we we were a little bit more willing to pass on first and second down. Maybe that's because we were down a little more in the game. Um, it felt like Andy Dalton definitely was way more comfortable, way more ready to just go out there and sling it. Absolutely look more NFL ready than Bryce Young. I don't even think that's the question, but I tell you what, in terms of like a production standpoint, I do feel like Bryce Young would have still been good. Uh, he would have probably set a few career highs in terms of stats. Cause I mean, I did feel like Andy Dawn's last touchdown was in garbage time, but who really cares about that? I hope we win this next week. Uh, we got the Vikings or like the worst defense in the NFL damn near. Owen three versus Owen three. We're at home. I hope the Panthers can get a win. Uh, however, I did want to talk about last week's Friday free for all. I appreciated being on the show. I probably had one of the most fun times I've had on the free for all. Um, thank you, Tony, for coming out. Anyone else who wants to join the Friday free for all, you're more than welcome to. Uh, I hope more and more people join. It was fun. Uh, I hope people join. Panther pick on diesel skills on the spaces on X or Twitter or whatever, but hell yeah, I just wanted everyone to get in, get in on the fun and talking Panther football. I think we'll get a win next week. Uh, I hope Bryce starts. If he doesn't, that's fine, but keep pounding. All right, let's go to the next call. So what, uh, what JJ is saying is uh, when Cody is away, Tony and the boys will play. And have a great time uh, on the free the, throw. I get, I, I get what you're saying. It JJ. was the opposite. Dad was in charge, bro. Dad <laughs> was the at the end. They were like this. They were like, we got to get some recess, bro. They were ready. <laughs> they were ready for but, uh, their little fr- snack yeah. packs and their little this and that. Is like, nah. I just, um, and I'm not, um, you know, you got a skill set, dude, of cycling people in, of getting other people in. Those are the things that I was that were challenging for me. I'm good at, at least I think engineering conversation, directing it, you know, I mean, there's a little teacher in my style, but the problem, there were some, some challenges. And then there was this guy, Jared, who came on, who's really nice. He was a Denver Broncos fan, Mm -hmm. but I was like, this is he came in the green room and I was like, tell me an offensive lineman 
uh, start. And he goes, I can't do that. And I was like, well, I don't need, I was just like, I was so scared about getting bombed. And he came on and he was the nicest dude. He called in on the post game. Yeah. It was awesome. But like, but I, I've told you, the, I, I've told you the trick for that, right? You just, uh, you, you yep. share, yeah, you share something on, on screen and yeah. then you and then you put up a comment, yeah, it and works. then add and then add them to the room, and it covers whatever pops it's up. Anyway, so important having you, man, for me. <laughs> like it makes me be able to be free when you do some things that, like, uh, what was it? You weren't here another moment. No, maybe it was that same night. I said, Greg. I said, do the comments. Do the comments. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, the hardest part are these small things. And look, people are already critical of me talking over and this and that. And that's fine. Like, I mean, I'm not, it's hard to direct the conversation, do the calls, put yeah. the comments up, look where it's going next. You're forecasting Break the conversation. <laughs> so no, nah, it was, they just had fun because dad was in the house and he was like, I gave, <laughs> I gave everybody their time. I'd be like, now JJ, <laughs> you go. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's a fight. On the September 5th, 2023 show, I asked all of you, how many wins and losses this season will the Carolina Panthers have? And I put it in the chat. So if you uh, reference the uh, probably the second or first chat of tonight's program, you'll see what I put in there for your prognostication. I was eight and nine. But tell me, I gave the lowest amount of wins because this roster is not that good. The only wide receiver who, seems, who can get open is Adam Thielen. But the rest of them suck. And now you see what this offensive line is doing, and we just don't have good linebacker core. And so I just don't – I think that the roster is just not any good. But I am curious to know your thoughts if you think that the Panthers can have a turnaround, and who do you think is going to be the most accurate at the end of this season? Gentlemen, let me know. Bye-bye. Mm, I mean, the most accurate at the end of the season, but between our picks, I guess. Uh, no, no. Oh, that's a good question. Here, I'm going to give you mine. I'm going to tell you this, and because you got to go, I'm going to get my old man break real quick before you leave. Um, I think in one way you say is, well, how's your, your picks changed? Or have they changed? And I don't know what I'm going to tell you. I think your my pick was seven. I, I was eight, nine. I was one below 500. Yeah, I was. Um, uh, I think you were one b above five hundred. I think you were nine and eight. I was so optimistic. Yeah, yeah I think Greg and I think somehow Greg and the question is how far. I, I'm yeah, just gonna Greg be, had the highest projection. How the hell it, is that? No, he he did, and his defense will be he 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 did it because we told him that Bryce Young was supposed to be the the truth. Yeah, <laughs> um, true. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest and candid. Everybody's going to be like, oh, you're changing your stuff, Tony. I was scared to say I thought this team wasn't going to be good. I know. Think about this. What did I, I continue to say? Seven, eight, or nine wins. I mean, I, was I always said this. I said seven, eight, or nine wins. And we had a show maybe two months, a month and a half ago, where I said, what would happen if we won less than seven games? Like, what would it do to your thoughts about a lot of different things? Because I have secretly feared that seven was going to be tough to get. And I and and I'm not saying I was a, I think I'm just admitting that I was I didn't have the onions to say that. Seven. I mean, but that's kind of what I had to do, because if you remember when we did our earlier predictions, 
I was at 10 wins, 11 wins. That's what I was saying. And then right before the season, I'm like, I need to come down on that. I still, I think I really, in my heart of hearts, believed eight was going to be hard to get. See, I said 10 wins, but that was only because I was sold. Believed Bryce. Bryce. I believed in Bryce. I, I, I was sold Bryce. <laughs> I, I was sold that we that we that should win more games. Dude, that was the reason why I, sold, I bought that. I literally that. said what you just said yeah. verbatim. Yeah. I think me and CK had the same pick. No, no. What, what I said, said is that Greg, uh, I, I, that. I said I had an overly over optimistic uh, belief in what this team was going to be. And then uh, Tony said, Greg, I think, had the highest out of everybody, oddly enough. And then Cody was like, yeah, that we is weird. Tired. And I was like, I was like, but Greg's going to come on here and defend himself and say it's because we sold him that Bryce Young was the truth. <laughs> and so that was the I, most- I, I think that we all, I think that you and I tied, actually. Okay, I think you and I both had 10 wins. Yeah. So, but yeah, that, that, that's all I'm saying. Is uh, that was why I said that. Because I traded two first-round picks, and I won, what, seven games last year? So there's no reason I shouldn't win 10 this year. Did we win seven last year? Yeah. Uh, seven. Yeah, last year feels like it was so long ago already. Yeah. Well, uh, so listen, I'm going to jump off a little bit early. You know I love you boys. I appreciate everybody in the chat room. Um, hey, Friday free-for-all, every Friday at 7 p.m., your boy is back in the driver's seat. Pops is uh, going back to whatever Pops is doing. Probably a great. I do no. My wife's birthday is Saturday. Or Saturday, I have to do a lot of preparatory work for her birthday party. Like I got to do some food prep and some different things. So yeah, I, my limit, my action on Friday is limited. No problem, man. Friday free for all. Every Friday at seven, you want to be a part of the show come by and hang out uh by the way dropping this thursday uh is a brand new film room man every every week we're doing the all 22 version of the film and we're breaking it down me and panther pickle i'll try and get some special guests uh as the season goes on uh it accidentally went live to everyone even though i said it to go live to just super fans if you would like 30 to 40 plus minute videos of us breaking down the all 22 film. Hit that join button for only a dollar 99 a month. You're helping out the channel. You're helping us produce more content on YouTube for all of you support our sponsors Caldera labs, manscape.com prize picks or something we haven't even done yet tonight tony oh god uh, thank you actually yeah yeah, yeah man uh hit, hit up the prize picks use promo code c3 by the way your boy uh your boy won 130 dollars this weekend that's who didn't win any money this guy right here so i'm glad yeah, Look, man, that, was my first, that was my first big time win of the season man I got, all right uh, you get out of here you go get some rest yep, I want have a great night c3 peace and love man I want to shout out uh, KG73s. He's a guy who had no trouble finding his onions. He just said 10 and 7 division champs. This guy, that's a Manscaped user right there. Promo code Panthers. His onions are in clear view. Um, Don't forget, uh, because I almost forgot. Thank you, Cody. The man. I told you I can't do it without you. Uh, Prize picks. The best place to play. 
uh, daily fantasy football sports. The way it works is you put in two entries from two different teams, or you can put more. The more entries you have on fantasy football projections, the more opportunity you have to win. You can win up to 10 times your money. You can take just two picks and triple your money. What you got to do is put your skills to the test. Pro, uh, prize picks. Using the promo code C3, you can get up to a $100 deposit match on your first time. You put in $100, they'll match you $100. You put in $99, they'll match you $99. What's awesome about this is I listen to podcasts all over the place. And Prize Picks advertises on other big, giant name podcasts. Big name podcast. They give you the same promo on those podcasts that they give you on our podcast because C3 is the real deal. That's right. Promo code C3 prize picks gets you an entry or gets you 100% deposit match on the most awesome daily fantasy football playing sport of available. One thing you need to do is probably link your, your wagon to a di- bunch of different people. Not Tony at the minute. I got to turn it around. Look, guys, I had a tough, 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 tough week. Mm. Loss. Jameer Gibbs. What the hell? Two receiving yards? How about this? Loss. Tyler Lockett, they they have 400 yards, over 400 yards offensively against the Panthers. Didn't get it. Lamar Jackson, don't take him. Again, look, DJ Moore on the worst team ever. All right, we got to turn it around, fellas. We're turning it around right now. What's Adam Thielen look like? Not Adam Thielen, I'm sorry. Uh, what's Justin cousin? Jefferson? No, Should cousins. we just... What's Cousins like? Yep. 283. Big number. It's a big number. Let's just do this. Let's just look at... Let's start with... I'd take Davis at 44.5 at the low. Gabriel? Yep. Under? Less Under. than? Yep. Versus that's, that's Miami, it. they're going to have to score a billion points. Miami just scored 70. But Gabe Davis sucks. Why? He had one good game in the playoffs. What about this him. one? He sucks. Ooh. Nico and your boy. I like that one. Let's try this. Let's see what uh, sometimes. Come on, chat. Get in there. What are we? Where are the? Let's see if this hurts. Ooh, one touchdown. But he has to rush it. He has to rush it. Though. Or receive. Yeah, but he's not going to catch one. No, he's not going to catch one. Goff, <laughs> two against Green Bay. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um. Mm. Golf Will Justin like Jefferson so score a touchdown against the Panthers? Mm, probably. And will Tyreek Hill sk- score again? Like, is he even stoppable? Mm. I like I like Justin Jefferson scoring one touchdown, and I like uh, the one you had before that. The wide Hurts? receivers. Hurt. Oh, no, oh, Goff. Was it Goff? Goff, yeah. Yeah, golf one point five. I do like golf one point five. Two fifty four in the air. 
Um, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar, you got Howell versus Philly. Man, I don't know if I want any of that. They were a blow. They got. Man, this is, you know what? Less than doing this. I'm doing Collins Moore, Jefferson getting a touchdown, Zach Wilson getting under Mm. against. uh, Why is it not? Let me. Oh, I got to check. Oh, I got to scroll down. Oh, down. Where is it? You didn't pick the second pick. Oh, thank you. Um, I gotta get back in the game. Going power play. That's what's car- killed me so far, guys. That's Prize Picks. Use the promo code C three. Man, they've been a great sponsor of the podcast. Love playing it. Let's go to the next goal. Hey, it's White Chocolate Espresso. I know there's a lot of negativity going around right now, and uh, I thought I, you know, offered up an idea that might be positive, some uplifting things. You know, uh, the new man's out. Now, a lot of us are talking about doing, like, a, a season mode with some of us. I think we should do a Madden tournament. I don't I'm know down. how many, just I'm down. random play each other until the very last two. Whoever <laughs> goes to the championship, basically. And then we live stream that one with Cody and CK, you know, Commentator. doing play-by-play from the oh, final one. That's a good idea. And like the winner, you know. Get something. I don't know. Yeah. A blow drop from Cody. I think I'd be, you know, I think I'd be fine with everyone. Um, but you know, what's your thoughts? Maybe we should do that. Put it together. A C3 Madden franchise tournament. Uh, that's like All right. Well, that's a great idea. Why don't you guys, we need to start putting together a way to communicate about that. If you're interested, if you're a Madden player, you like C3, let's start uh, maybe using, uh, maybe hit me on Twitter. With uh, at mention, what's a good way for them to, I would say Discord is another way to let us know, but I don't feel like people are using Discord as much anymore. Discord's um, fading. Are there, are there stock dropping? Um, I don't know. I think it's just people are going back to work and they're not at home as much. So. <laughs> right, right. Mm, okay. So how about yeah. this is y'all mentioned, hit me up on Twitter is the best way. If you can't, if you don't use Twitter, you can send me an email at Carolina Cat Chronicles. X, Tony, uh, get it right. Okay, whatever. I call it Twitter. I call this. I still call them the San Diego Chargers, dude. Um, and uh, that's one way. Another way, to, um, get, get a message to me and let me know what your gamer. What do we need to know to get this to happen? I guess we need their gamer tag, right? Sort of. So you would, uh, if we're talking about being able to actually watch it, they'd have to be able to stream as well, because there's no other way for us to be able to see their what they're seeing um if unless isn't that like, like built into every system now potentially but not everybody is you know in a position to be able to do that okay well i think that would have to be part of the caveat right yeah i mean you got to be cool enough not only are you a good player but you got to know how to stream and we can play together or be willing to troubleshoot with us to use discord and those things to figure out how to do it Oh, let's shoot for that. Let's give it uh, five weeks. Yep. It's not, uh, 9.26, first of November. Like, not the first day of November, but we're shooting for the beginning of November. Let's organize. And you know what? It might have to happen over a week or two. Like, I mean, you can't do it in one day. 
one championship, you might have to have a week in rounds. Let's say there's 10 people, five, you know, two, they play this in three days, two, and then we play the next day, and then we play the next day. So we're going to have to start working on that. Start coming up. You Great idea. Also come up with the logistics. Uh, <laughs> and that's the hard <laughs> part. Let's go to the next call. What up, C3 Nation? This is Slim Jimma Collins from the beautiful West Coast, San Diego. Hey, man, I was just wanting to call and just talk about um, the, the, the quarterback competition of the first rounders. And, man, going into the draft, I was a fan of C.J. Stroud, and I was actually surprised we went with Bryce Young. I was, I was adamant the Panthers to draft C.J. Stroud, man. And I can tell you what, I don't want to be a pessimist, man, but after three weeks, I think C.J. Stroud is that guy. I don't know, Bryce Young. I think C.J. Stroud is doing everything that everyone said Bryce Young would do and C.J. Stroud couldn't do, so it's kind of ironic. But I think C.J. Stroud right now is looking like he's going to be the best out of that draft class unless Anthony Richardson shows up and does something crazy, man. But, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that, share my thoughts on that. Let me know what y'all think, man. Looking forward to hearing the show. Uh, as always, man, go Panthers, keep pounding. Thank you. All I can say is time will tell. Right now, through three weeks, C.J. Stroud has – been impressive statistically and it's really picked up in week three so much so that people are talking about should the panthers have picked uh what's his something tank not tank is it tank Tank dale yeah one's a running back for one tank is in jacksonville one but now nico in dale i can't remember his name either way the point being is this is that each week it seems that we continue to hear cj stroud's success so uh, right now, I mean, like, look, as you're going to go back and look at this several years down the road, but right now, C.J. Stroud playing out of his mind, um, according to the statistics. Let's go to the next goal. Man, I'm looking at the schedule. When are we going to win a fucking game, bro? I mean, look, the schedule looks brutal. I'm just, our fucking team looks trash, man. I'm, I was pretty excited going into the season, but, man, it's like, the whole team, the whole coaching staff, the team, the defense, all of them are so underwhelming. I can't see a winner on our schedule. Maybe the Chicago Bears, but it's in Chicago, so I don't know if we're going to be favored in that. I don't see a win on the schedule. Maybe against Tampa, that's it. I mean, what a bad year not to have a first-round pick. Imagine being a team that was a two-win team. Yeah, imagine we earned Bryce Young instead of buying him. Well, be crazy. Yeah. Or the yeah. next one, yeah. No, exactly right. Is that that will be if we're like that, that will be a legitimate conversation for a long time is was the where you mm. But, you know what? Is I felt like that is we could have earned we could have earned CJ Stroud last year if we would have just kept Matt Rule to the end. We could have earned, you know. I mean, that's where where people are like, oh, let's try to make the playoffs. I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. but you know what? It is what it is, and we got what we got. Now we got to figure out how what to do. Let's go to the next call. Hey guys, it's the girl that makes some howl, aka Joey the Blind Panther. Well, I was in Raleigh. I think I might be losing my voice, but uh, whatever. Oh, uh, so yeah. We're 0-3. It sucks. I hate losing because losing sucks. And uh, 
I was thinking today that uh, I used to think the people that said, oh, the NFL is rigged, the NFL is rigged, and usually they were fans of losing teams. They were even some – and uh, last year, like, the one I remember the most is, is this chick that she's like uh, – she is and claims to um, no longer be a – hardcore Charlotte sports fan and, you know, all of our teams sucked, at least last year. But uh, I am kind of starting to believe the whole rigged system theory because how the fuck have the Panthers never had back-to-back winning seasons in 20-some-odd years? We All the coaches we've had, all the quarterbacks we've had, all the this and all of that we've had, but we still have never had back-to-back winning seasons. We're still we're still sucking in the same way that we sucked before. Like something's up there. But the reason everybody is so freaked out is there, there are two reasons. One, the hype. The hype was palpable last year. Okay, and and I and I admit I was one of the ones that was instigating a lot of it okay but you know that for better or worse the hype is the reason we're so disappointed and the second one is panthers traumatic dress disorder yes the shirt that uh we're all gonna make and by the way can you make it with pockets because i came up with it and i love pockets on my shirt and uh i want a like uh like a chest so, uh, pocket, or do you yes. want like hand pocket? We are pocket? so scarred from all the bullshit that this team put us through. You want a hoodie without a hood? We're zero and three. We're going through growing pains of a new everything, and we're sitting here like we're sitting here freaking out. Okay, it's gonna get better. There's a bottom, and there there has to be a bottom for there to be a top. It's gonna get better. Might be this year. Might be next year. Might be in two years. We don't know, but you know what? One thing we do know is we can't be any worse than that rule, okay? We're not worse than that rule, okay? We're just bad because we got panther traumatic stress disorder. We got our panties in a bunch because... Yeah, he's got he's got to get his growl in. Hey, guys. It's the growl that may somehow again. I got cut off, but um, basically... You reach the time we're mad limit, folks. We're you guys losing. didn't get we cut off. Losing, <laughs> and we're used to losing, and we don't want to lose anymore. That's why we're all freaking out, okay? Quit overreacting. Going to get better sometime. You know, it's not like we've had good football recently, so it's not like we remember it. So we can wait for it when we have it. I mean, some of us remember it, but you know what I mean. Anyway, guys. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, thank you, Joey, for the call. We love you. Uh, yes, uh, Joey really is blind, and uh, G Baby really is black. Those are the two things that you gotta know <laughs> for this show that are yeah. for our callers. I do, but look, I go on this uh, pirate radio, they have the late the call in show, CK, part of the genesis of me taking every call in the post game show until the end. <laughs> regardless of how long it is comes from this radio station in my town that does the same thing and uh w- they've sucked for a long time we've had some down years 
And the show, call, every time somebody calls up, they'd be like, how you doing, guys? And they're like, motherfucker. They don't say that because it's a radio. It's like, God, like we're, we, we're here for four hours and just fielding calls about how we got fucked, beat down. Real. How yeah. we do it is not the way you lead the call. Let's go. So the worst way you could start a call on Pirate Radio is how you doing? How's it going, guys? How's it going, guys? Uh, for me, it's going to be I got cut off. <laughs> You didn't get cut off. You reached the time limit, man. You reached the time limit. It was three minutes. Let's go to the next call. Well, that's C3 family. This is Raleigh here in Statesville. I'm just calling to put my two cents oh, man, I sorry. maybe penny. Oh, wait, it's coming uh, Yes. My opinion is oh. I really don't think Frank Wright has all the problems. Oh, man. All right. I hope you call back. Uh, let's go to the next call. I just want to say I'm sort of with Greg. Like I don't, I don't think Bryson is the problem. This guy's a witness protection right now. <laughs> I mean, in the fucking Saints game, this guy had fucking 91 passing yards before the final drive, which was basically garbage time. I mean, I, I don't believe in him. I, I see C.J. Stroud playing well. I see Anthony Richardson playing well, and then fucking Bryce. He's the fucking Falcons do not have a good defense. He did not look good against them. And then Saints have good defense, that's whatever. But 91 yards against him before the freaking garbage time touchdown. He can't run a fucking quarterback sneak, too. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be a hater, but I'm, I'm losing faith in Bryce. I don't have that's much right. belief in him. You know what? This, you know, this fan right here is this is somebody. Greg is the person that came He's out. Greg's friends on my hill. He's fringe on my yeah. hill right there. Greg's yeah. a whistleblower. This, you know what? The that call right there is one of those guys you see on a TV on a news program, and they got him blacked out, blurred out. No, they he's y'all in three weeks. <laughs> he's y'all in three weeks. All I'm right, telling you. All right, let's go to my Python next. Oh, Python, how you doing? Oh, guys. <laughs> oh, it's a great night, isn't it? <laughs> I just got out of the gym, but uh, earlier today, not playing Madden. I watched the I watched the game over from uh, the Seattle game. Poor guy. And Ike Aquanu and Chandler Savala. Yo, these fucking guys, bro. These fucking these guys. These fucking guys. I don't know what the fuck has gotten into them with these false starts and fucking Zavala being a fucking turnwheel. I don't know if, if they got something wrong with the yam bags. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they need a little manscape down there. They got a little tickle down there, some yeah, shit. Go a little tainty paint. I don't know what the fuck, bro. But these fucking guys. What the fuck? Shit's got to change with those two motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? I do. Acting like a bunch of fucking jabronis. <laughs> anyway, that's my these fucking guys I take for tonight. I love them. Great show, boys. Keep pounding. Stay saucy. Talk to you later. I love it. I love it. Great call. Let's go to the next one. These fucking guys. Hey. 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 You know who the f- Fuck it. Greatest intro to Professor, a call. You asked a question. What do we do with the build? Well, <laughs> I have that answer for you, my G. Time to cut. It was time to sell assets. It is time to sell assets. It is time um, to do a complete full rebuild i'm a very optimistic person i'm a very very optimistic person 
we are losing too many fucking players for me to be like, we're going to the playoffs. We're going to go make a championship run. Blah, blah, blah. And it's not even me being a Debbie Downer. It's me being real fucking listic. And I don't want to be like, oh, this season is over after three fucking weeks. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be that fan. We just lost Xavier Woods for six weeks. <laughs> like that is, that's crazy to me. And if I'm gonna do this build, it's time to make some phone calls for Brian Burns. It's time to make some phone calls for J.C. Horn. Motherfuckers want to trade Jeremy Chen. I am not on that train. Oh, fuck with Jeremy Chen. I feel like he's a Don't great. Don't watch that last like Russian touchdown. Matt Rule used Jeremy Chen the way he should be used at the the, the linebacker position. Uh, another Thomas Davis 2.0. But um, if he goes, I mean, I guess he goes. I'm to the point where we don't have no dogs. We have a bunch of puppies. The only alien we have, in my opinion, is the truth, and that's Bryce fucking Young. It's time to build around Bryce Young now. It's time to go get them well, fucking dogs. Choice, it's time right? to go get them leaders. It's time to go get them fucking yeah, aliens yeah. because we don't have none. We're losing way too many people. We're 0-3. <laughs> it's time to sell assets. And that's how we start this fucking build. We got to build through the fucking draft. We have to build through the draft, and we have to see. I don't know what the salary cap is. We have up, a lot of money. Season, but I know we're going to have a lot it's of money. Up 60 million, and that's actually. how we're going to have to go about this. I think what we do is this. Great call. Boy, you know who the fuck this is. I'm going to be calling back this G, baby. Uh, the great thing is what we should just do is spend all the money Especially even if you don't pay Brian Burns, you might spend too much of your free agent, but it's just like buy all offensive linemen and defensive linemen. You know, just like just say if everybody who's right, they are right. You build through the trenches and you do that. Then that's the best way to incrementally make your team better. And then you can find those players, the other players in the draft, hopefully invest the money there. G baby's coming back here right now. Oh, just a few more calls. I want to talk about. This is G-G-G-G-G-G, baby. Um, thanks for letting this shit play out, Tony. You the man, G. You my dog. I love you, dude. Um, I want to talk about how... how Will you guys look at Philly? Look at Philadelphia, man. Look at that defense. Look at that fucking front seven. They got a bunch of dogs. They got a bunch of dogs, bro. Like, we have never taken the time to do a full rebuild. It's always half-ass, and that's why building half-ass is this is what building half-ass gets you. It gets you this fucking result, and this is what we have. So it's like we have to do a complete rebuild. I believe we can get a first round and multiple picks for fucking Brian Burns. I believe we can get a third-round pick for fucking J.C. Horn. I believe we can get multiple picks for fucking Jeremy Chen. But if we're going to do that, it's the, we got to do that now. We gotta start selling these assets now, and we gotta start looking towards the next season, bro. I just with all these, like, how how do we? It's got and after we sell all these assets, Scott Bitter has got to get fired, and we put the blame on him. Hey, Carolina. Hey, Panther Nation. Uh, Brian Burns, 
isn't here. JC Horn isn't here. And the motherfucker that pulled the trigger on him, which is fucking uh, Scott Fitter, he's not here anymore. We're going to bring in a new GM. We got fucking draft capital. We got the fucking bank. We got money in the fucking bank. Let's go fucking do a complete rebuild. Let's go get some aliens. Let's go surround Bryce with some fucking weapons. And let's continue to build the wall. We have to do this the right way. And let's draft dogs. It's just crazy how no, I, I know it's all, said all these done, college players. And like, actually for agree instance, with we traded up for DJ yeah, Johnson. Four picks later, Devon Aiken from fucking Miami gets picked. That's a running back that just rushed for over 200 yards. But we want to pay. This was Federer's draft Bob right Sanders, This was Your days are draft. counting, motherfucker. Counting down, bitch. Yeah. I was never a fan of you and fucking Philly. I mean, goddamn, look at what DeAndre Swift. Swift is doing in fucking Philly. You was never doing well, that in but, Philly. Well, because they got a great offensive line, dude. I, I think I was too high on Miles Sanders. I, I know I am. But I, uh, when this people- upcoming wide receiver class is the running back class I was trying to tell y'all last season about. Xavier Woods from fucking Texas. Watch out for that motherfucker. You know who it is? It's that fucking boy. The, 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 the G, baby. It's fucking back. You know who it is? Nice. Let's Good fucking call. go. Now we got The key to this is yeah. is not only do you you got to get the dogs, like he said. Yeah. But you got to draft them. You yeah. we've missed we missed way way too many times, and it's been very hard to figure out why we've missed. You know, there's all been these different reasons. It was like, oh, we got the Marty Herney experiment. We got this. We get back. I I think it's harder for me on this podcast as someone who tries to bring you guys back to the earth, bring you back to center. In so many cases, it's harder and harder for me each week as each call comes in, each evidence piece of evidence comes in to say that Scott Fitterer has proven his worth. No. It's hard, and I I think that's it's too easy to rush the judgment on that. I do think it is, but right now this draft that he had with Bryce Young, right, is the uh, look. And I will watch that pick. That we're gonna have to let that play out. But then you got Mango, DJ Johnson, Jammy Robinson. Like if we don't hit on one of those other players at the very, we need the two of them. We need two of them mugs. We don't yeah. need just one of them. And don't tell me you ain't giving Mingo opportunity. Mingo has got an opportunity already in the first two. He's out with concussion, I understand. The thing is, is none of this works when you just hit one draft pick a year. And that was the problem that was difficult with us with Marty Herney. And it was difficult with us in the back end of David Gettleman. And now it's become prevalent in the last two regimes, whether it be Matt Rule and Fitter. Let's go to the next call. There's only a few more to go. Hey, this is Nigel from your chat. So excited. And so basically before I like I've been seeing in the comments and I've been hearing Greg, you know, just talk and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> right. I just wanna say if you think Andy Dalton is more productive than Bryce Young, then you're fucking stupid. I don't think that uh, stats show that. Okay. I don't think that stats right, show let's it. go to the next goal. Yeah. <laughs> like Hey, Seth here. I had a thought, and maybe it's ridiculous, but actually it, it might make some sense. First off, I have uh, Vikings and the model coming out with uh, when Panthers lose 55, well, call it 56% of the time. 
but you know, this is a status model and chance runs we could still win. Um, outside of that, I'm thinking, what if we, and I doubt he'd want to, Bryce needs some more confidence and I don't think he's getting it from that coach. He seems too lackadaisical and like his demeanor and everything. Yeah. So what if you bring in, if you could convince him, I doubt he'll say yes, but Cam probably not even just to throw, but just to like be around him and instill confidence. <laughs> a personal and coach. Teach them all how, especially Bryce, how what a leader looks like. And uh what do you call that when you get a, a life coach? I don't know. I mean again I doubt he'll say yes to that one, but just an idea. How crazy. How crazy of an idea is that when what's wild about that is we juxtapose is that Bryce Young is the actual opposite of Cam Newton in every single way. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like he's small, he's this, he's all the things, all the things he's good at, Cam wasn't good at. All the things Greg Cam was great at, he's not good at. And right. what if you brought him in as life coach and you're like, motherfucker, you gotta get some <laughs> swag about you. You gotta get some drip, baby. You gotta get that drip. Oh, great stuff. Oh, man, we miss Cam. That's what that comes down to. I do. Very badly. Hello. This is Nigel from your chat. So, for people for people that are saying Bryce Young because he's not ready you play this for the yeah. NFL, nah, it's, a it's, not, huh? it's not that he's not ready for the NFL. Like, he's not, he's not capable. He's not, like, ready. It's – he's not ready, meaning he can't – he can't play with the offense that's ranked 30 in, in the fucking league. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. With with no receivers, with no with no O line, he can't he can't he can't develop. You can't expect him to, to do much. We can in, expect in him to get better like, from week to week. That's what I expect. Pant, that's like, all I expect from him is to get better next Andy week. Andy Dalton's play, the Bryce Young's play. If if Bryce Young, if Andy Dalton was able to get three hundred sixty, I think this is a fair yards, call. Fair call. Then Bryce would be able to do uh, to throw three hundred sixty. That's based on what? No, based no, no. on I what? All look, Bryce has been trying to do is find receivers open, and and the way the receivers were getting open versus the Seahawks, saying, well. Look, I think this call would be – thank you very much for your call, Nigel. I think uh, this call would be even stronger if if we don't go to what somebody else did better, this or that. I think what really what we should say, Greg, and this is what I would argue with you, is that you have been consistently praising Andy Dalton's performance as an NFL quarterback over the last 10 years. You said, look, look at the stats. He's been a productive, very good quarterback. So he's not just a new quarterback. He's not just a veteran quarterback. He's been a a starter who has had success. So the idea, what I think is this, is that if Andy Dalton went in there and looked worse than Bryce Young, it would be like, like he should look better. It would be like this. It would, you know, what I'm saying is like, and I'm not saying that it's an, I'm, it's not excuse making for Bryce. It's not excuse. What I'm just saying is this: is that the idea that a guy who has been in the league for 12 years, who's dealing with a tough offensive line, who's been in so many of these very similar situations, who has had shitty teams, who has had all of this, the is he? This is actually why you have a veteran like that. That's exactly why he should be better. At that moment, not that his career will be better. 
That's not what I'm saying at all. Is that it would be very, it would be wild. I'm a teacher for a living. And man, I tell you, you don't feel comfortable teaching for five years. I mean, you can be a good teacher. You can be a very good teacher. Like, but like, you don't, you're not the, and my father-in-law says this is you're not great at any job until you've done it for five years. But the point being is, is that somebody who has done a job for 10 years versus someone who has done it for two years, the two year old, per, the two person tenured could be a better teacher in the end. And I, but at that moment, it's just not suited. So we just can't. So I think this is look is Andy Dalton has been a very successful quarterback at moments in the league. And he showed at, uh, he showed his past and he showed his capability in this game. And I think this is, I, and I, to, to be honest, I thought Andy Dalton looked better than I expected. I thought this is he just, especially with that offensive line, he persevered. He persevered yes. in a very yes. difficult situation. And so I don't need to shit on Andy Dalton to make me feel better about Bryce Young. And I don't need to shit on Bryce Young to make me feel better about Andy Dalton. And that's why I don't even really give a fuck about AR and CJ Stroud at this point. Like, I just don't care it anymore. It's just like, well, it's just what can, we got and how do we work with it? Okay. I get what you're saying. But how can I be sad right now and tell you well, I was right? No, it's not that. It, it, it's, it's If you said this, you said this over and over, that Andy Dalton was on the verge of being a Hall of Fame quarterback. So imagine a Hall of Fame quarterback coming in there and not being able to throw the ball. Not like then he wouldn't. Like he actually, Andy Dalton showed me why I've actually underestimated him as a player but, in his career and his history in that game. And he I think showed he that his capability and what Frank Wright was saying and maybe on a game and a week by week and a moment by moment basis, he could give you a better chance at that moment to win. But I'm not signing Andy Dalton to a four year contract. No, I, agree. I am I trying to get Bryce yeah. Young to be a better quarterback in three years. I'm trying Bryce Young to have a better season in 10 years than Andy it, Dalton. Did. And I think Bryce Young will, to be honest with you, I think he's a good quarterback. Then he we really got two is. calls to get through. I think he's a good quarterback, but I. <laughs> Then what does it matter? I, I, is that nothing. Andy Dalton I, I, did exactly what you expected him to do? Look, look. Andy Dalton we, did what you expected him to do. You're, you're exactly right. We've complained, <laughs> complained about the the wide receivers not being able to get open, about the offensive line being nothing. I and didn't. Andy Dalton overcame all of that, all of that, with eight false starts. Andy Dalton overcame all of that. Like, I mean, come yep, on, man. It's the future. Future. He's not I think this, I think the separation argument's been overblown. I think it's overblown. I think this, I think all of that has been, I think that saying the offensive line has been trash for the first, whatever games has been over. They have been, I think their worst yeah, game was actually been. the Seattle game. And I actually don't think that it I was. know that. I don't even think that I know that. What Andy Dalton did was show you is to just trust, to know when you've been, you just go there. He just threw it. He just threw it. He saw it and he threw it. It He didn't think, he didn't hesitate, he didn't do nothing. And look, even the couple of misses, first, the DJ Shark touchdown, I think, was passing or offensive (laughs) pass interference. He pushed off on that shit. There was one of them he pushed off on. But like even the drop that, man, there was two drops by Shark. They're good balls. They're decent balls. And Bryce can do those things. 
what we just saw is this is he threw to the he didn't go through his reads he just went just went 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 speed and that's why i didn't get sacked well actually he got sacked more than bryce but that doesn't mean bryce isn't good he got he got more pressures than bryce did he had seven Um, he persevered man yes but here's the thing here's the difference is that that was a he was a veteran out there he knew where he was going with the ball um he's all, he was able to read the defense, and he was able to capitalize on that. He was also it's it's a fair expect thing to to mention. He also was going up against a much worse defense. And maybe instead of us trying to talk about Bryson, this is maybe we should talk about the coaching staff. Maybe the coaching staff made a as uh, if you want to win this week, if you want to win next week, if you want to win in this play in this moment. Maybe the coaching staff was wrong by putting Bryce ahead of Andy Dalton. That's not Bryce's fault. No. Well. No, it's not Bryce's fault. Is if he needed to sit, he That again goes back to somebody that's not his fault. That's not his okay. fault. They okay. didn't. He didn't know. He didn't make the trade. You're so right. So let's go to the last right. two calls. Let's go. What's going on, C3 family? D from Sanford. You know, I won't gonna let a night go by without dropping Thank a couple you, of jewels, maybe a little positivity. Shout out to the great Tony, CK, Thank Cody, you. just the whole C3 family. Even shout out to G, baby. But what I wanted to hit y'all with, since our Sunday's game, I've had time to marinate on the situation. I've had time to watch a little film. I had time to just really digest what we got going on. And, yeah, the situation is bad. 0-3 is never good. But I want to take y'all back to last season when the sky was falling again and everybody was on hang mat rule. And I even heard the Scotty Fitch leave then or whatever. Now, I do understand when it came to the turnaround that we made and contended for the division, yeah, there was a new voice, and there was a change-up, and that was called Steve Wilkes. But hear me out. How about, and I'm not saying it's this week. I'm not saying it's in the next two weeks. Let's say it's just simple, something simple as Frank Wright turning over play calls to Thomas Brown. Uh, us getting a little healthier on the defensive end. Um Maybe the offensive line can find somewhat cohesion. I know there's a lot of ifs and a lot of maybes, but it's possible. The other thing that I want to look at is we've talked junk about Sanders in the running game. But to be quite honest, I think we should take a commitment to the running game. Running back by committee. Sanders, Blackshear, if he's still active right now. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, everybody run. Somebody's got the break. All right. Obviously, we've talked about separation, and they said there was better separation Sunday. I'm not going to clearly say it. I just think Dalton was throwing where he thought they should be instead of waiting for him to get open. But basically, everybody, the sky is not falling. There are 18 weeks. We have 15 more to go. Bryce has to develop. Things, a lot of people have to get cohesion with each other. And I know you're talking about drink the Kool-Aid, this, and you're just going to cake for your team. Well, you know what? I will because it's my team. It's our team. It's Carolina. 
We don't just give up on all family members when they disappoint us. Some, they just continue us, and we do. And maybe in the situation, you're at that point. But I believe in these Panthers. I believe in Bryce because that's who we drafted. I believe in the receiving core because they're here. People can improve. People can get tired of losing. People can get tired of being kicked in the mouth. He's got a small little bit after, and this is the last call. And this is Dave from Sanford. Just to conclude, I know it's like this every week. I apologize again, family. It's okay. We love but you. most importantly in all of this, Vince Elviro, if I'm not mistaken, I looked at a stat line that said in just a week's time, we went from the 19th defense to the 11th. That's growth, even in the most minimal, the most minimal of progress. And right now, that's what we need. We I know we don't have progress. a first round pick. We're talking about shopping burns or whatever. Whatever happens at the end of the day, we still gonna be Panthers. Let's get ready for Minnesota. Let's pull. Let's pull this negativity and let's just put it in a little box for a second. And let's see what Sunday turns out to be. I love y'all. We will. With everything I got. Now, Thank I got you. to get back to work. But the main thing that I'm going to keep saying, keep pounding, keep pounding, keep mother effing pounding. Steve from Sunfoot, I'm out. Let's go. Love it, man. Thank you. Thank you for ending the show on a positive note. Hopefully this is the right. Does it not let me share the. Here, let me do this. Uh, guys, that's the C3 Panthers podcast. We're at the end. Close. We had a couple of things. Is looking. I know it's after the time. Once we get to midnight, we start worrying about like we're not worrying. We start sacrificing content in a way. I do want to. Just because I, this is important to me, guys, or not important. I want to expand the show just a little bit beyond the Panthers. Uh, first, don't forget, you can buy the merch. You know where that's at. Uh, CarolinaCatChronicles.com. That is not the right thing to share. That would be audacity, folks. That's what I got to do after. I got to stay up. All these other, all everybody else is going, y'all going to go sleep, love yourself. This and that. I'm going to stay up. I'm going to try to get this up. Uh, Shai Smith is a Titan. Just to let you oh. guys know. Chandler Jones was hospitalized against his will, according to him. Welfare. But I really just want to talk about this. Yeah. Um, and let me pull this brand down. This is wild. Um, so my students, I got a couple of students, and I'm real cautious. I don't tell. How do I get rid of them? Where's Cody when you need them? Jesus. I'm going to get rid of this damn... Uh, well, banners. It's under banners. Okay, I got it. I got it right. Um, my students, I don't tell my students about this. You know, I try to separate my personal life and my, and my professional life. Like, I go by Anthony at work. I go by Tony and outside of work. Right. Um, so I don't push my podcast. I should be like, hey, download the podcast. Click an ad. Manscaped. Blah, blah, blah. No, I should I don't do that. I never tell them anything about this but i have like so i'll but i will occasionally say something like well oh to happy third i said happy thursday it's fo- f- the beginning of football on the first day of football mm-hmm. um and i let people know that my panthers fan or something like that we don't talk about it though in class but i have this work i have this semester i have three or four yeah and this shows you generational panther fans are becoming a thing you know 18 19 year old kids are now growing up following the panthers and 
So I got kids and this one kid comes in and he goes, oh, terrible day. And I wasn't even know because it's Tuesday for me. He's like, Panthers. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and so then a couple of them stuck around and they were talking about it and they said some things like this. And I said, man, they're basically saying it's terrible, man. It's bad. And it is bad. And the bad thing for me is like seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. That's not the train. Like Greg was saying. Um, and I said, there is, I, what I told them, I said, I challenge you to say one good thing about the Panthers. Like I challenge you to say anything hopeful and good about the Panthers. And I don't think you can, I really don't think you can. Even if you say that offensive performance, I think that's fake hope in a way. I think we could get better. I'm not saying it's over. I'm not saying it's over, but the kid said this (laughs) and I laughed. I did laugh at this. So at least we didn't get hung up by 70. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I was like, touche, my friend, touche. But uh, the Dolphins boat raced the uh, Denver Broncos. And how about this? Russell Wilson had his best game of the season and got beat by 50. <laughs> his best. Yeah. You think this, Greg, we're arguing about if this offense were good or not. How about this? Russell Wilson had his first game, best game in two years almost. And he got beat by 50. The Oof. Dolphins, what they did was un, it's un, it's unprecedented, honestly. And because people will say, look, there have been the other games where people have scored more yards, have more yards in a game or more points happened before football was really football. Right. right. Who's the coach for uh, Miami? Makes it. Oh, uh, McDaniels. 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 He'd, be, he'd be puffing bong hits on the sideline and drawing up plays on a on the back of a Cheetos napkin or some napkin with yeah. the Cheeto fingers on. He got eating Doritos and coming up with pant with these plays. No, he's he came well, from the Kyle Shanahan tree. And I read, I heard today that one theory is the reason why he ran up seventy was because he was available to be the Broncos head coach when, when I don't when think they needed so. one. And well, they actually, is this is they had the opportunity to kick the field goal and make and set the record for all time points, and he took That's a knee saying. instead. Yeah. he could have yeah. done that. Uh, and I That's heard something on the, the face. I yeah, heard on a fantasy football podcast today. Somebody said, do you think Sean Payton would have taken a knee if he had the opportunity to kick no. a field goal? Right, right. That's exactly. No. They were like, Not fuck. Yeah. So look at this. I just want to read this out. This is wild. The Dolphins scored 70 points versus the Broncos, but that's not the only records they set. Uh, it's the fourth 70-point-plus game in NFL history, including the postseason. The other three were the, before 1966. All right. So it's right. the real – it's the f- – most points scored in the NFL. Second the most yards. Yeah. It's really the most yards in a game, too. It's the most points and the most yards. The second, because technically by the stat, the, the 1951 yard of uh, 51 Rams had 735. Modern football, they destroyed it. They're the first team in NFL history with five passing touchdowns and five rushing touchdowns in a game. They had 10 touchdowns, bro. They scored 70 points. 10 touchdowns is the math is yeah. easy kids. Second team in NFL history with multiple players with four touchdowns in a game. 2004 chiefs were the other second team at least, uh, at least 19, four since 
since at least 1940 with 300 pass yards and 300 plus rushing yards in a single game. The 40, 2012 49ers did this. I wonder if Alex Smith was uh, ran 71 plays, averaged 10.2 yards per play, the most yards per play by a team with 70 plus offensive plays since 1960. Second largest win in franchise history. They beat the Patriots by 52 to nothing in 1972. First 50-point win in NFL in the NFL since the 20 and since 2014, where the Rams beat the Raiders 52 to nothing. The final score was one never before seen in the NFL. Yeah. Um can we start making memes about how Sean Payton might be doing the worst job of coaching in the history of the NFL? Do you remember what he said about the Broncos that's, coaching staff that's, last year? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what my, my point. Uh, hold my beer, he said. Yeah. <laughs> hold my beer. I got this. I'll show you the worst, worst coaching job ever. On top of that, uh, my fantasy team, which my one in the RFC3 Dynasty League sucks because you guys. I'm playing you this week. Well, no, because all y'all motherfuckers pressured me in the trades. Uh, that's all it is. The reason my team sucks is because all G baby pressured me into trade and all of this. And I just folded. I should have stuck with who I had. Uh, my other team, I won this week and I won by significantly. I scored 175 points. I had most on the bench homie. Dang. Yeah, dude. Nope, nobody expected that. No I would have won mine. Again. I would have won mine this it week if I didn't again. have Thielen on the bench. I put Thielen on the bench this week. Cause I was like, you know what? And he'd come out with 30 points. Greg, that's what I said last week when Mostert had 40 and I didn't start him this week. I said, oh, he won't do it again. I'm not going to do um, This one's for you, CK. Yeah, I, uh, I I didn't see the video, but I heard that. Uh, yeah, Mac Jones cup-checked uh, Sauce Gardner. Ted Nugent says, Mac Jones certified weirdo. When, are the, when is the NFL going to look you, at his? Hold on, hold on, what did you say his last name was? Nugent? No. Jen? Yugen? No. How do you say it? Jen? Yen? Win. Win? That's win. Win. You know yeah. what? I want one W I N, not one N G U Y E N. Taylor Swift increasing ranch sales. This is my son knows this. That's all I got. I don't really care about this. My son's a Swifty. He cares about football now. How about how about the uh the six hundred percent increase in uh, jersey sales for Travis for Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Like now, all these little girls throughout the now 20, 20 million 14 year old girls around the world are wearing Travis Kelsey jerseys until something just, happens, and then yeah, they break up. Like, oh, and then you know what? Right. They're gonna fucking ruin him. My son does it like uh, br- mayor something mayor. Who's his name? Mayor John. Oh, he's like fuck that asshole. I'm about to get our podcast canceled, but um, for whatever reason, the majority of men don't really find Taylor Swift overly attractive. Like, yeah, because she's pretty. Nor- not, she's not like skinny. Attractive is different. Yeah, not overly. I don't attractive. like their. I think her music is good, not great. I think she's mid-level. She's no Michael Jackson. Let's put it that way. Or Whitney. Ar- Let's go Whitney Houston. She's definitely not Michael all Jackson. The time about Michael Jackson. She is no Michael Jackson. I would say right. this is I think she is a accomplished singer. Mm-hmm. But when I listen, my son makes me listen to it in the car sometimes. And yeah, maybe I'm an old man. You know, maybe I just don't like it because the kids like it. That's possible. 
but I would say it's it's not bad like her stuff, but her vocals are not incredible. No, you know. So like I would I said, say she 10, is close. Thousand people out there that can sing just as good as her that hadn't got discovered. Totally, I think she yeah, looks and so. sounds the same, above average. No. That's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. We go until CK can't stand it anymore. It's 1230. <laughs> Can we at least do our ice up picks? Please call in at the show, 252-228-5098. A lot of people do that. It's pretty awesome. Subscribe. Consider being a C3 super fan. We're on the precipice of giving away a mango jersey for Mega Mingo. You're not going to get that mango touchdown, it looks like, this week as – my man is in the concussion protocol, and I hope that they don't rush him back. That would be unfair. I think they rushed him out there a little bit, to be honest. Um, other than that, we'll see you Friday. We got a lot of different things. The longest running segment on the longest running podcast is the Ice Up segment. CK, you got one for us? No, I'm just here to enjoy what you guys okay. bring me. All right. Greg, you got one? I mean, I no, was going to combine the only political. Okay. Let's but do it. Yeah. yeah, man, you already okay, pissed so, everybody off. So why don't you just I, pick the last? I feel 1%. like we should ice up the U.S. government for wanting to do a shutdown right now when we give oh, one hundred thirty yeah. billion dollars to Ukraine. We are paying people to live salaries in Ukraine, not just defense. Their salaries for not working, okay. and we are shutting down our government. It's bullshit. This it's, is a wild so. stat for you, Greg. Is that? Um, between 2022, when we invaded Iraq, and when we left, I mean, not Iraq, excuse me, Afghanistan. And it was 2012. 20. Uh, it's 20. like 22. Yeah, it's like 20 years we were in Afghanistan or yeah. whatever. Like, we, we spent no. we spent less than $80 billion. And we So in the entire time, we tried, to, billion. Yeah. we tried to win a war, supposedly, with less money than we're given to someone else to hopefully win their war. When we have people starving and homeless in the U.S., and we're um, giving $130 billion to pay salaries of people in a war not, that we don't not give even a that. damn about. Not it's even just, that. It's, it's, for me, my mindset is there are so many communities that have been, that, that they just refuse to influx with any type of resources. Yeah, and underserved. Just underserved. put them, call them underserved. Yeah. And, Chicago, and right there. That's what I mean. It's like you could, you could, I'm not saying you could, it's an easy fix to just throw money at things because I think that does open up corruption. But I mean, it's better than sending it over somewhere hey, else. You can't give a teacher a fucking raise. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, inflation's no, no. going up. You can't even yeah. give them 3% or whatever. You can't give Greg a federal, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's in, it's insanity. Mm -hmm. It's insanity. And you know what? To be honest, Greg, with your ice up pick, what we should probably do is find a way to simplify the books when it comes to the American exp government's expenditures and just publish them. And just say, if you could publish it in this defense budget, versus healthcare budget in a tweet almost where it's just like this is like if people just knew that we spent more money on on things that we don't support as a people i'm not saying a war i'm just saying this is like it'll be like whatever mm -hmm. and then you and then you saw how much you little you gave and you're like oh you know it's just um it sucks uh my yeah. my ice up pick so I, we all agree with that one you didn't upset anyone um, my ass up picks. One is this, and I know this is this one's not gonna go cool. Well, not people ain't gonna like this one probably because, and I gotta make sure I'm not playing the sound. Um, 
because Oregon went and bo- they beat the hell out of Colorado. 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 Yeah. But look, they put the the duck there, whatever is a duck, put they put this prime clock out. So prime time. This is before the game. So I think this, I think this is too petty on them, like too over, you know, whatever. But here, look at what happens. The duck comes out here to beat up this clock. It's not prime time, he says. It's not prime. He's got some stick. He beats it. He can't break it. And then his hat falls off and he has to run off and hide himself because the mascot can't ever show themselves. <laughs> so ice up to him. He tried to... Yeah. uh Beat prime time. You know what? Leave it to the team. And then my last is this, is ice up to the Panthers and the other uh, 17 teams that the Dolphins outscored on Sunday compared to the rest of their season. The Dolphins scored more points on Sunday than 18 teams have scored all season long through three games. The Jets, 42, the Jets, Giants, Titans, Raiders, Bengals, Patriots, Bengals, Bears, Patriots, Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Steelers, Jaguars, Commanders, Bucks, Texans, Broncos, Vikings, Rams have all scored less than 70 points all season. Kudos to them. Ice up to us. That's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. We'll be here on Friday night for the free-for-all. We've got uh, a lot of other content, including the film review and some other things coming out. Uh, guys, uh, that's it. You know where CK's at? At Codizzle underscore Allen, right? You got it. At the Bat Daddy 52 at Cat underscore Chronicles. Cody Lack is not here, but you can follow him at Cody L-A-C. And that's it. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.